WDKW, Maryville, Knoxville, 95.7 Duke FM. Your home for Maryville Rebels football. Let's just do it, okay? It's game day and time for Red Rebel football on the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week. If you have stuff that you want gone, give a buzz to Junk Be Gone. These fine young men in red and black are about to write another chapter in the storied tradition of Maryville High School football. So tell Mama and them to get set for the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. And look out, because here come those Rebels on your home for Rebel Radio, 95.7 Duke FM. Let's go! And good game day to you and welcome to Rebel Radio live from home sweet home of Skeeter Shield Stadium on the campus of Maryville High School for the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week and the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz and tonight the Rebels open their home slate here in 2023 as they host the Bobcats of Knoxville Central High School. The visiting Bobcats come into tonight at 1-0 as they defeated Fulton in Week 1 in the Battle of Broadway and might I add in convincing fashion the Rebels also also 1-0 after exploding for 63 big points in week one as they defeat the Heritage Mountaineers, a game that saw star running back Gage Ledoux go down with an injury, but we see a new starter at the running back position this week. But can the Rebels find the same fireworks here at the Skeeter against the Bobcats? We're about to find out. But Mr. Metz, as we look to preview tonight's matchup, how about them Rebels? Back to the Skeeter. Wayno, I'm going to sing some Sawyer Brown tonight. Well, we pulled out of Heritage, rolling down Cedar Street Road. I've got me a Llewellyn wound up and running like never before. I've got Heckman <laughs> Gears and Jonah Arms Overdrive. Six days on the road, and the Red Rebels are back home tonight. <laughs> well, I'm not sure that's how Sawyer meant it, but that's, uh, it's a good rendition. I like it. But, yeah, the Rebels are home tonight. Skeeter Shield Stadium, always beautiful in the fall, and tonight's no different. A uh, hot one out here tonight as, as temperatures are uh, in the 90s here at game time or at pregame time. But uh, the Rebels going to look to fend off the heat, look at a, a Bobcats team coming in here from Knox Central, and really uh, look to take care of business here at home. Yeah, need some high-quality H2O, Coach Klein. Uh, this, is a, this is a common rivalry between the red and black tonight, Wayno. These teams both re- rebelled against opponents in 4A football until realignment occurred in 2008. The Red Rebels went nine consecutive years in the victory column. So hot temps tonight with two of the winningest programs in Tennessee school hi- history, Maryville number one. Central number four. Yeah, that's what I was gonna gonna bring up. Not only do they have in common the red and black color scheme, but the number uh, one through four in the overall win column in the state's history. Maryville, obviously number one, and uh, but Central, a storied program in its own right. I think just about forty three victories behind the Red Rebels. So right there at it, uh, Coach Craney and the and the the Bobcats have have not had the last few years that they had back in eighteen and nineteen when they won the program's two state championships, but they. They are looking to get back right. Last week, if it's any inclination as to what he has coming here in 2023, they're an explosive bunch, led by their big-time running back, number zero. Yeah, Bobcats have a lot of cats, Bob or Wayne. or But, uh, yeah, two senior quarterbacks with spread offense, Samuel Myers and Cameron Bingham getting ready outside the south end zone. Against Fulton, they combined for 293 passing and five touchdowns. Going to be some high-flying action in the backfield tonight, Wayne. 
Oh, yeah, I think it's going to be explosive to say the least. The temperatures are hot now, but I think at kickoff, the temperatures will rise as the Red Rebels and the Bobcats, both of them, they're looking to, to leave that right-hand column with the zero in it. Both of them want to take a win home tonight. Uh, the Rebels obviously opening their homestand, going to have a full full slate of faithful here in front of us, and I think they're wanting to put on a great show, obviously playing for their, their injured running back as the student section's doing a whiteout for Gage, and then the Red Rebels out there. We'll talk about the uniform shortly, but they're in, in red tops for Mr. Ledoux. Yeah, a, a classy look. And uh, what do we say in Maribel? Next man up. Um, and that next man is Price Davis. K- great kid, comes from a football family. His dad, Todd's a football coach in the Rebs feeder system. Mom, Whitney, is constantly supporting the community with her efforts. He has a younger brother named Hayes, and Hazy can run like Price. Yeah, it's, it's going to be explosive to see the movement. Like Coach Hunt is going to tell you here just shortly as we listen to the coach interview, uh, it's almost you think you, you grow as much as you're going to weeks one to week two, but realistically this could be another week one. So we'll talk uh, a little bit more about that. But, Ben, I'll not spill all the beans that Coach gave us here just shortly. We talked to him earlier in the week. He gave us some really great nuggets about what he learned from the Heritage matchup and then what he looked ahead to week two here against the Bobcats. Here, here's the message from the coach coach as always thanks for taking the time to sit down with us huge win in week number one 63 to 14 over the heritage mountaineers gotta feel good about the points your offense put up what'd you take away from week one yeah i mean it was a good team effort obviously when you can score a touchdown in all three phases of game that's that's always going to give you a better chance to win so um, i certainly we played a lot of new faces and played a lot of bodies on both sides of the ball and so you know Guys are competing still yet, even go even going into week two. So that's exciting as well. And and you know we we've got to get a lot better. And coach, uh, you talked about scoring in all three phases. Really, that that was a, a tale of the tape. You know, the score it was indicative of a, a pretty dominant performance. But really, any time momentum swung in the favor of the Mountaineers, the very next kick return kind of silenced that momentum. How big was that for your special teams unit to be able to kind of put two scores on real quick? Well, that was huge. You know, anytime, like I said, anytime you score a special teams or a defensive touchdown, um, I think the odds the odds of you winning a game statistically they just they just skyrocket. And um, so, yeah, like you said, what it did was it kept you know all the momentum on our side. And um, they, they happened at perfect times right after scores. Yeah, it was a it was a really really tight first quarter, and then about midway through the second quarter, things opened up. But I think you know, talking about last week, we we don't get too far without understanding that we lost one of the the star players of this year's football team. <coughs> Gage Ledoux goes down with injury, looks to to be missing a significant amount of time. What do you take away from that? Hate it for Gage, just torn. I mean, he is such a hard worker, such a great kid, and was certainly the leader of this football team. Um, two-way player, you know, started at running back and linebacker. Um, that was the plan this year. And, I mean, Gage is one of those kids you're not going to replace. I mean, you're, you're gonna, it's going to take a team effort to fill in, and I'm really excited about the opportunity that some of these kids have, like a Price Davis, you know, and, and some other guys. And whether it be linebacker or where price is moving over for him but at the end of the day it just hurt for gage and you know we uh, we know he's going to be out for for a while at best and maybe the rest of the year you know it's just kind of hard to tell right now but with a broken uh, with broken bones you know you, you you put his safety and future before anything else um 
I mean, just in talking to Gage, you know, all he cares about is his Maryland Rebel teammates and and how we can continue to have success. And that just shows you the kind of get, kind of kid Gage is. Well, I, I saw on social media that that uh, there was a post that when, when he got to the hospital or to the doctor to get checked out, the first question was, "What was the score?" So that uh, just tells you the teammate and and yeah, his commitment to the the program. But I, I expect Gage, even in his recovery, to be on the sideline, being an emotional leader for this team because uh, he's just that kind of kid. Good young man, great young man, and uh, like I said, wishing the best recovery for him uh, moving forward. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Uh, but last week's player of the game, again, Gage had a, a knockout first first half, but Eli Elkins really throughout the, the matchup, really in, in some things that didn't statistically stick out to us, he just worked hard all night long, had two touchdowns on the night, led the team in receiving, so that ultimately will go on his player of the game plaque, but he was a worker all night long, blocking really well, doing some different things. What did you see from Eli and his return from injury? Just so much fun to watch him get to play football. Like, this is the Eli Elkins we knew we had all along. You know, last year we saw glimpses of it, but he was playing hurt, you know, all, all last season until we, we, we had to shut him down about week eight. So, really only got about seven games in last year. And like I said, this is – this is we're, we're finally seeing, you know, hit, hit the high ceiling for him. And, and I still think he can even get better and – but just so happy for him to get to play and be healthy and not worry about injury. And he's deserving of the player of the game. Obviously, with the game he played, he, he did a fantastic job um, in the run game, you know, blocking on the perimeter and sealing the edge off and obviously leading some too. And then you know, a couple of plays he made, you know, in the past game were huge and timely. And, uh, you know, he's a weapon for sure and somebody that we're going to lean on maybe even more now, obviously, without – you know, gauge in the backfield. Yeah, he's he's all business though in interviews. We talked to him post game, and uh, he uh, he he talked about how he he uh, was probably gonna get a little talking to about reaching the football on the one touchdown. <laughs> so he was uh, he was clear to say he uh, he knows how to how to how to carry himself. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, he's he's obviously been listening. Good deal. Good deal. Well, you know, as we turn the page, look to Knox Central here in week number two or game number two. What do you see from the Bobcats as they come to the Skeeter, get to have our first home game? What do you see from Knox Central? Yeah, super athletic. They had a, a coming off a big win against Fulton um, where they put them away pretty handily and really impressive running back. He weighs about gosh, 225 pounds, I would say at least. I mean, he is a tank and runs hard. Um, they've got some really good skill position players. They were able to get behind Fulton two or three times for touchdowns, long pass type plays. And, you know, on defense, they mix it up quite a bit and uh, like to bring pressure and, you know, keep you on your toes, you know. So it's going to be fun to, to kind of get another challenge. You know, they they're definitely have more speed than, than what we faced week one. Um, and they'll likely have more speed than us, you know, and that's okay. Uh, we've just got to um, – we've got to execute better. You know, I thought against Heritage, um, despite the score, we were still sloppy and, and certainly weren't at our best in the first half um, on both sides of the ball. So, a lot of things we can clean up. We hope we can get a lot better from week one to week two. That's what they say anyway. That's where you make your most improvement. Obviously, with guys shifting around, though, this is kind of like a new week one for us. You know, Price Davis moves to the backfield. I have a ton of confidence 
in price. But then again, this will be his first game as a starting running back. So, um, and obviously on defensive side, guys filling in for Gage as well there. Um, so there'll be some new looks and different for us. So, I mean, we're excited about that though. Uh, I don't shy away from it. It's always been next man up at Maryville. Gage proved that to us last year when Noah went down and I don't expect anything different this year. Well, and the one thing you can always count on is the work is getting put in Monday through Thursday to get ready for Friday night. So, Coach, I'll let you get back to that. I know a, a nice matchup is going to be had as the Knox Central Bobcats come to Skeeter Shield Stadium to open our homestand there at Maryville High School. Excited to get going this week. But, Coach, best of luck and, uh, and go get those Bobcats. Awesome. Thank you so much. And that has been the Coach Derek Hunt interview right here on the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show, and it's been brought to you by Underground Connection. If you need underground digging done and trench work's just not what you're into, you want underground boring, check out Underground Connection. But let's take a break, listen to a great sponsor. When we come back, more of the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke. FM. Are you facing the challenge of burying piping, wires, or conduits underground? Here's the game changer, Underground Connection. The underground drilling and boring experts since 2005. They do directional boring, the method of choice when traditional trenching isn't feasible or when you desire minimal surface disturbance. Your go-to team for all commercial and residential underground drilling work, including rock, is Underground Connection. Fully licensed, insured, and proudly TDOT and gas approved. Call now. 865-406-4127. Don't let traditional trenching hold you back. Call 865-406-4127. You'll be glad you did. And welcome back to the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week here in the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. And, Ben, uh, as the crowd continues to file in, a lot of red and black here, but that's on purpose. Both of these teams rocking red and black as the Rebels are hosting the Knox Central Bobcats. Again, a renewal of a historic rivalry that back in the days of 4A had significant meaning for postseason implications. Yeah, the weather, you talked about it briefly, and it's gotten up to about 91, 92 degrees. The sun now is fading behind the stadium, so it's going to be very important to keep these linemen and skilled players hydrated tonight, Wayne. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Uh, a lot to be had here. When I talk about the overall rivalry, though, pretty one-sided. Rebels in the lead significantly, 14-2 to over the Central Bobcats, uh, really riding a pretty pretty good long win streak, nine straight wins. The last time the Bobcats took hold of this this rivalry was in the year 2000s. They defeat the Rebels 21-14. to We're looking to get to double figures here. The next win in the series will get us to 10 straight wins. Huge for for both teams uh, to be able to see each other this early in the season. And, again, for those who've been following both programs, uh, this this means a lot in regular season. Yeah, you said it best, Wayne. Nick Craney enters his fourth season with a record of 25-12, and 12, making the 5A quarterfinals in 20-21, and 21, losing in the second round last year to Daniel Boone. Excited to see what he brings to the field tonight. Yeah, he, he had a rough run of it in 22. He was 7-5 and five overall, 3-2 and two in region play, and really uh, just took his knocks early. Ran into a really good Greenville team to open the season with a loss, then dropped one to Sevier County, then Gibbs, and then really went on a five-game win streak and put, put some th- nice things together and then just ran into the buzzsaw that was Knox West a year ago. Uh, beat a good team. 
Tennessee high football team to uh, open this 5A state playoffs and then, like you said, ended their season with a loss to Daniel Boone. So that's what they, they have last year. And then they're rewriting the book here in 23, the Battle of Broadway, Fulton and Knox Central, one that's been going on for years. And the Bobcats put the foot on the gas and didn't let it up. 53-20, to 20, Bobcats victory to get to 1-0. Yeah, in the first half, the Catholic transfer wide receiver, he plays an ex-primary, Dante Strickland, had five receptions for 149 yards and three touchdowns. A lot of that happened in the first half against Fulton. You talked about Frank Johnson the fourth. He's got offers from UVA Wise and Maribel College. Last year, Region 2, 5A Offensive Player of the Year with 2,300 yards of total offense and 28 touchdowns. So you really got to pick your poison tonight. Do you pack the box and try to get Anderson and leave leave yourself exposed with Strickland? I think Coach Hunt and the team has got a challenge, but they're ready for it. Yeah, I think I think if you point him out to me, uh, we did that as we walked to the car earlier. I would have said he's a def- defensive end. I mean, monster. He's a monster. Monster's not a good word for him. He's number zero, so that obviously tells you where where he stacks up in the in the in the nasty categories. I think the players call it, but he is the game changer for this Bobcats offense, and and he'll see some some time on defense as well. But uh, I think there's a, a group of starters on defense that feel like they can they can slow down a rushing attack from him, and then also have some things to say on the offensive side that really will impact this. 63 points a week ago, Ben. That was the second most scored points in in the state in week number one. I think that's a cool stat because literally most times Maryville gets the lead and then kind of plays everybody else well the problem was the twos and the threes were scoring touchdowns so I think that speaks to the depth that Maryville High School has right now and what they've got to bring here to the Skeeter tonight. Yeah last week Coach Hunt did a really good job cleaning up the mistakes in the first half they went from those five penalties for 45 yards and then in the second half they only had the one penalty for 15 and Heritage had more penalties in the second half. Yeah, as the band has has finally made their way out onto the field, made the block M there from 35 to 35, so a huge logo out there on the field. Let's run through the Stevenson Tire starting lineup. Uh, We'll start on defense. Up front, number nine, Sam Young, will be the defensive end. Number 76, Bryce Goins, will be a tackle. And number 88, Jack Carter, will be the other tackle. At the linebacking position, the Mike linebacker will be 24, Matthew Covert. Uh, the uh, strong side linebacker will be Hunter Olivet. Weak side linebacker will be Mason Ball. And then number 35, Caleb Reeves, will be your bandit linebacker. In the defensive backfield, number 12, Hutton Jones and Royal Curtis will be your corners. And number four, Zeke McCoy and number 10, Nolan White, will be your safeties. A unit that I expect uh, to, to be tested early and often. They've got a receiver that had three first first half touchdowns in in their matchup with Fulton so I expect that DB unit to get tested yeah a lot of usual suspects on defense some promising players like Caleb Reeves the blindside bandit we called him he took Wesley Deck out and Lucas Garman dives and gets a defensive touchdown I look for a lot more of that tonight and then for your Rebels on offense, the offensive front will be right tackle, uh, number 78, Blake Heckman. Left tackle, number 53, Alex Boyd. Right guard, number 70, Owen Steffes. And left guard, number 74, Henry Chambers. Your center will be number 77, Logan McGlamory. If you look at the wide receiving core, it'll be number six, Britton Barrett. Number two, Charlie Manu. And then the slash receiver will be number four, Zeke McCoy. Halfback tight end will be number 86, Eli Elkins. And your running back, first start as a varsity player, will be number one, the junior, Price Davis. And then quarterbacks, number 16, Casey Cobble, will get the start. But I expect to see a lot of number 15, Graham Coulter, as they've ran a two-quarterback system through week one. 
Your Red Rebels are coached by Coach Derek Hunt. That's your starting lineup uh, provided by Stevenson Tire, a return customer here for Rebel Radio, a great sponsor. And if you need tires, any brand, any make, any model, check out Stevenson Tire right there in Eagleton. Yeah, Wayne, you and I talked about it before the show. We are pumped up for Price Davis. Last year's a sophomore. He was listed 5'10", 160. He hits the weight room this year with uh, Coach Waters and puts on that weight last year. you got to remember he put Matthew Marsh on his back in the Science Hill game and took a couple hits from Eric Taylor in the Oakland semifinal. This is a kid who doesn't shy away from anyone. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be a great night here. The, the weather's doing really well so far the home stands are already in the shade not a lot of wind here which i was kind of hoping for a breeze uh looks like it's going a little bit right to left here on jim renfro field uh but looks like the band's about to do the national anthem so we're going to hold right here i'd like to to kick it to them to let that happen but right now uh just holding steady want to recognize some of our great sponsors here tonight i want to start by by recognizing delosier auction company our defensive stops uh sponsor for 2023 uh they gave us some, some feedback this week. Uh, they, they listened to our broadcast. Really want to appreciate what they do there, that they actually not only just sponsor, but they're actually listening to the broadcast. So appreciate that each and every week. But if you have an estate or you have a situation to where you have more than a home or more than just land, they do auction work, and they do it at, at a really high level. So check out Delosier Auction Company, our defensive stops uh, sponsor here for this season. And you can check them out at DelosierAuctions.com or give them a call, 865. 865- Five six eight one seven seven nine seven. Yeah, on September 14th, they're going to have an auction with the pre-1965 coins and some baseball cards, so check it out on the website. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like we're about to kick it to the uh, the national anthem. Let's, let's hear the Red Rebel Band. What a job by on our national anthem by our very own marching Red Rebels. Ben, uh, if that don't get you fired up for high school football, I don't know what will. But as we get fired up, as we get ready to kick it off here in the Junk Be Gone game of the week, let's take another break, listen to some great sponsors when we come back. More of the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. 
Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee? Want a realtor with the honesty and integrity you deserve? Then you need to call Cody Knuckles with Keller Williams Realty in Maryville. Cody is a realtor who invests in our local community and will work for you on your buying or selling project. He's people-focused and faith-driven to get the job done for you and make your real estate dreams a reality. So pick up the phone and call 865-404-3033. That's 865-404-3033. And let Cody Knuckles take your real estate goals from a First down to a touchdown. It's barbecue time in Maryville, and Pistol Creek Eats is your local fix for award-winning melt-in-your-mouth brisket and barbecue. They're a fan-favorite barbecue food truck in our area, and Pistol Creek Eats can be available for your block parties, catering, and tailgate needs. Looking for a quick stop for quality barbecue? Look no further than a Taste of Blunt award winner in Pistol Creek Eats. You can check out their website, pistolcreekeats.com, or you can check them out on social media to see where they're going to be each and every week, but Pistol Creek Eats, Blunt County's own top shelf barbecue, and you can thank me later. Denzo loves to cheer on their team, and now Denzo is adding even more team members. Immediate production and warehouse openings on second and third shifts. Pay starts at more than $19 an hour, depending on shift. Denzo has off-shift maintenance openings with experience-based hourly pay, as well as professional and leadership openings. Competitive pay, paid holidays and vacation, 401k, health insurance, on-site Denzo-only doctor, pharmacy, and workout facility. Learn more at DenzoCareers.com slash D-E-N-S-O careers.com slash Maryville. Get in the game. Join the Denzo team at denzocareers.com slash Maryville and start crafting your future today. Welcome back to Rebel Radio and the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week right here on Rebel Radio and the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. And, Ben, uh, again, a beautiful night for football. We're just gearing up for tonight's home opener against the Knox Central Bobcats. Uh, what do you what do you see out there? The Red Rebels, again, the marching band just killed it on the national anthem, did a, a wonderful job, as they're going to do all season. And we'll try to get that, that sound to you each and every home game. Yeah, we have a lot of new tonight. We have a new scoreboard. Um, and C.J. Newton has prepared some fireworks when the Red Rebels make their way to the field tonight. The faithful are bursting with anticipation. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great night to say the least. But uh, another person that's just busting at the seams to talk to everybody is Mr. Chris Hips. Chris wants to give us his keys to victory. And, again, Hippie's Keys to Victory is brought to you by Underground Connection. If you need underground boring and trench work is just not an option, check it out uh, with Chris Hips. As the as the uh, team comes out, Hips – Give us some keys to victory. Hey, fellas, yeah, tonight uh, looking at spreading that ball around again. Last week, uh, big gains on the outside on a different patch. I think, what, six different people caught the ball. Secondly, tonight, definitely got to keep the water in us, you know, especially this hot heat out here on the field. I think uh, hydration is going to be key to keep these guys from cramping up, hopefully be able to move a lot of players in and out. And then lastly for me tonight, flip the field uh, again with special team. That was a big opportunity last week of this kick returns, flip the field, and brought all the emotion back to the Marable sideline. I think those are great keys, Hippie. And if, you, if you're hearing all the chatter in the background, 
for Mr. Hips as we, we silence his mic. Uh, it's because this Red Rebel group is coming onto the field, walking in front of the faithful in a, a really sweet uniform combination, Ben. Yeah, bursting with energy out there. The hipster has spoken. Spread it out like Betty Crocker. First half last Friday, a bit off balance with 178 yards rushing, 90 yards passing. Second half, they make that up with 232 rushing and 184. Cobble was perfect, 8 for 8. When you're under pressure, like Hippie said, under pressure, blindside bandit Caleb Reeves rolled shoulder pad to back pad, causing Lucas Garman to score a defensive touchdown. Garman also had two pass breakups, Wayno. Flipped the field, let the faithful salute. 2021, Noah Vaughn, Gage Ledoux, DJ Burks, they had 781 total yards. Guess what Jackson Llewellyn and Charlie Manu did? They scored a couple touchdowns. Yeah, I think if you look at it, there's a whole lot of reason to be excited here tonight. As the Rebels have marched in front of the faithful, they're rocking a different uniform combination tonight. Again, white pants. Uh, a lot of heat uh, in, in the figuring of what they're going to wear tonight. But the Rebels are in their home red jerseys, white numerals trimmed in black, white football pants with black and red stripes on either hip, and the traditional Red Rebel helmet with Red Rebel script on either side. So a, a beautiful uniform here to open the home stand and the Central Bobcats still waiting to come on the field. A lot of chatter uh, here to be had tonight as everybody's excited to see the Rebels. Yeah, we were curious when they came to when we came to the field what uniform combination they were going to use under these temperatures. I like the uniform combo. Yeah, quickly ripped through the paper there at the midfield stripe, and they are ready to play some football. Central's going to look to march out just slowly. They're going to have an American flag in front, so you can't knock the knock Central Bobcats. But they're going to be in their road white uniforms, white or black numerals, no trim. They're going to have black football pants, no stripes, and the traditional black Central helmet with interlocking CHS. So a really clean looking uniform for the Bobcats. They're gonna have two twin stripes on either shoulder pad. So uh, it's gonna be distinct difference between your Red Rebels red jerseys and the Bobcats white jerseys here on Jim Renfro Field. Rivalry renewed, Wayne. Oh, absolutely. If you And just to give a little shout-out to our social media outlets, uh, if you want to catch us on Facebook, Twitter, we're there. If you like just the audio, we're on SoundCloud. And then we also uh, are partnered with our, our good friend Paul Bristol to get our audio on the NFHS feed. Uh, so if you hear a little overanalyzing of things, that's because we're talking on the radio too. So we're excited to be with Mr. Paul and get that, that done. But if you look at the captains for tonight's matchup, for the Central Bobcats, number six, Donovan Washington, number 74, Jake Holbert, number eight, Nick Chittam, and number 11, Daniel Sackey. And if you look at Maryville, it's going to be number four, Zeke McCoy, number 70, Owen Steffes, number 47, Braden Heron, and number 55, Wyatt Mistock. So really excited to see what's going to happen here. Uh, Coin flip, doing the, uh, the handshakes, getting ready to go on this one. Yeah, that number 11, Daniel Saki, he's plays tight end and linebacker, had eight tackles last weekend, had a reception for 23 yards, so be looking out for him tonight in the middle of the field. Yeah, and I hope you've enjoyed the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. Let's get one more last 30-second break, and we'll bring it back with the kick. Cody Knuckles of Keller Williams Realty kickoff right here, Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Craving some amazing eats today? REO Cheese Wagon features a gourmet grilled cheese selection made to order. Their menu includes some old favorites and unexpected pairings to keep you coming back for more. Voted Reader's Choice Best Food Truck in Blunt County, I guarantee somewhere between Nacho Mama and Blackberry Smoke, you will find your favorite. 
follow REO Cheese Wagon on Facebook so you can mark your calendars on where to find that cheesy goodness each day. Or visit their website at REOCheeseWagon.com. REO Cheese Wagon, grilled cheese with a gourmet twist. Going down till the sun comes up. And welcome back to the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Maryville wins the toss. They elect to receive, so they will get the kick return team out there as Bobcats will kick this one away to start this thing. Yeah, while they're lining up, Wayne, I want to give a shout-out to the veterans out there. August 29th is Marine Corps Reserve birthday, so happy birthday to all those Marines out there. Absolutely, yeah. Always always want to respect and, and congratulate our servicemen and women as they, they do a lot to keep these type activities uh, a thing of the free. So, yeah, really uh, excited and appreciate those young men and women. But deep for the – and Mr. Ken Maine. Ken yep. uh, is a uh, – is, is a, a veteran of the uh, – of the Marine Corps. Semper, Semper Fi statistician, Ken Maine. Yeah, he's a Semper Fi statistician. Say that three times fast. <laughs> but uh, as the Red Rebels will be uh, in return formation deep for the Red Rebels, will be number three, Jackson Llewellyn. He does have a kick return touchdown on the season. Number two, Charlie Manu also has a kick return touchdown on the season. And then over wide, is that uh, – Yes, that is number five. That is Will Jones deep for the Red Rebels on kick return. Yeah, Will Jones made that really nice run on first down against Heritage. He's got some speed, Wayne. Yeah, as, as one another one of C.J. Newton's videos is playing on the Jumbotron, it's exciting to see some of this kickoff stuff that C.J.'s brought to the Red Rebel program. Appreciate all he does for Maryville High School and what he's doing to help support Rebel Radio as well. But uh, we're about to have the Cody Knuckles of Keller Williams kickoff right here. Looks like kicking it for Knox Central is going to be number 45. Uh, that is going to be Silas Giesland. Uh, he's listed as defensive end tight end, but he's also going to kick this one away. It's going to quickly get to Manu. Manu's going to get across the 20, bounce off a of Bobcat, get across the 25, and he's going to be wrangled down at the 28-yard line. Nice return for Manu, especially after first contact. Yeah, the first contact was by number six, Donovan Washington. He spins him around. He ends up turning up the middle of the field, and number 15, Corey Bingham, eventually takes him down. It's going to be Casey Cobble bringing the offense out on the field for this first run. Uh, He's going to have Price Davis to his right hip pocket, two receivers to the left, two to the right. He's looking to the sideline to get the play. Looks like there's going to be an adjustment. And now there's going to be a stoppage of play as the official Walks to the sideline. I think it's a, another clock uh, clock issue as they're looking to get this thing straightened out. And they hand it back over. They're going to say reset the clock. That's going to be the play clock, Ben. What we have learned in the first two weeks is that it takes a couple ball games to get the play clock. I think Wi-Fi is only as good as it works, Ben. So I think that may be the problem. But Cobble's going to look to the sideline, cleans his hand on his glove. Does that mean we're throwing it? He takes a high shotgun snap. He's going to hand it to Price Davis. He's going to get across the 30 and push his way forward out to the 34-yard line. Nice run by the junior as he's going to pick up nice yardage. going to be uh, second and four, so a pickup of six. 
Split back formation, hands it off. He goes right into the belly of the defense before number 33, Jaden Clemens, leads a group of tacklers from the Bobcats to bring him down. Yeah, looks like we're going to run a little tempo here quickly back to the line of scrimmage, similar formation. He's going to move Eli Elkins right to left across the formation, stacks him up. High snap, he's going to hand it to Price again. Now he's got a hole. He's going to get across the 40-45, cross midfield, and just like that, into Bobcat territory, down to the Bobcat 46-yard line. Just follows McGlamory up the middle of the field, cuts back towards the center of the field. Torin McAfee from Bobcats had to cut back from his position and make the tackle near the hash mark. Yeah, 20-yard pickup there for Bryce Davis, quickly back to the line of scrimmage. Casey Cobble's going to push Barrett out wide, and he's going to look to get the snap. Takes the shotgun snap. He's going to go back to the well. Bryce Davis going to get the football, and he's going to try to back his way down. He's going to pick up a few. And it's going to say a pickup of about three there on first down. It'll be second and seven. After the handoff, number 54, Seth Laws, got past the line of scrimmage, made the tackle. Yeah, it's going to be 10-41 to go. So just uh, just under uh, a minute into this game, and Rebels are in scoring position inside Bobcats territory. And they're going to wind the clock. Two receivers to the right, none to the left. A little Eli uh, Elkins stack up on the left side. It's going to have Price Davis to his right. Trying to get the hard count. Now he's going to look to the sideline. Cobble gets the play from Coach Hunt. He's going to make the adjustment. Price Davis stays to his right hip pocket. Shotgun snap is made. He's going to hand it to Price. Price is going to get through, going to get free. He's going to get inside the 40, down to the 35-yard line. Nice pickup. Needed needed about seven. Looks like he got about nine. Just follows Jonah Arms up the middle of the field before number 11, Daniel Sackey, makes the tackle. I think it was a design step out of the run game, and then they didn't change their defense, so Coach Hunt said put the pedal down. Yeah, McGlamory made a nice hole there for him, too. Two receivers to the left. Now the stack set with Eli Elkins is to the right. Cobble cleans his gloves. He's going to move Barrett into motion. He's going to now fake the handoff. He's going to keep it. Cobble's going to go straight ahead forward, cross the 30, down near the 25, and inside the 25, down to the 23. Nice keeper by Cobble. A a little read play as he could have gave it to Barrett, but he chose to take it up the middle. Nice pickup, and that's another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Great read on the jet sweep, and he runs up the middle of the field before Torrin McAfee makes the tackle. Yeah, Britton Barrett uh, sold the the handoff well, and Cobble took it off. So Cobble's going to take the shotgun snap. He's going to keep it himself. Now he's going to go around right in, cuts up in the middle, gets inside the 15-yard line down to the 14. He's going to lose his lid, but not before he picks up nine big yards inside the Huddleston Law Firm red zone. Heads towards the Maribel sidelines, cuts up the hash marks, and eventually Daniel Sackey makes the tackle. Yeah, he's smelling that El Himidor touchdown as we're trying to get it in quick. Coulter checks into the game, so Cobble's going to have to check out for a play. Graham Coulter comes into the game. He's going to have two receivers to the left, one to the right, as we're now under 10 minutes to play, actually 9.05 to play here in the first quarter, and Graham Coulter with his first snap. He's going to try to get the hard count. Now he's going to look to the sideline. Coach Hunt gives the play. Price Davis and the whole offense basically looks to the sideline. Now they're going to check it and move Price to his left hip pocket. It's going to be a a fake little play action, going to deliver in the flat, going to get it to Zeke McCoy to the 10. He's going to stutter step and get inside the 10, down to the 7, and that's a nice pickup by the senior. Nice little hitch route out there near the sidelines before Daniel Sackey, number 11, makes the tackle. And it doesn't look like it's getting a whole lot, but that's a 7-yard pickup, and that's going to be first and goal, Red Rebels. Uh, Another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Back into the game is going to be Casey Cobble. 
And he is uh, just one play out, getting the helmet right. He's going to take a shotgun snap. He's going to fake it to Price Davis, going to look to throw it. He's going to spin around. He's got to get rid of it as he's backing up, backing up. Now he's going to kick free, 10, 5, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds at the six-yard line. Laundry all over the place. So we'll see if this one was all for show or if this one's going to go. Yeah, that pass play was designed for Elkins over there near the pylon, but just wasn't there in the timing aspect of that play, so we had to cut back. And Johnny football there as you go all the way left. You've got all these Bobcats in your face. Then he peels it back around right. As the Rebels are backing up, I'm expecting this to be a holding call against the Red Rebels, and that's uh, that's what they're going to mark off. They're going to mark it off. He's beyond the 20, and the new line of scrimmage will be the 22-yard line. Uh, so um, that's uh, it's going to be a – a little bit of a setback, but, again, just gives the Rebels a little bit more room to get this thing done. Still will be first and goal. It'll just be a, a lot longer goal to go. Yeah, it might have been an illegal blindside block there, Wayne. He uh, cutting back to the opposite side of the field as a – you know, it's a tough play there. Well, and I think when when you get in scramble situations, it, it's really a lot of defenders are turning their face. You can catch them before you know it. Cobble's going to look to the sideline. He'll have trips to the right, one to the left. He's going to take a shotgun snap. He's going to play action. He's going to keep it, and he's going to go left. He's going to get across the 20, try to pile down inside that 20. As he breaks back into the Huddleston Law Firm red zone, he'll be down at the 16-yard line. Another keeper on the play action rolls out towards the central sidelines. Javiston Badgett makes the tackle. You won't hear this much, Ben. Second and goal from the 16-yard line. I hope not. I think we all hope not. (laughs) Cobble looks to the sideline. Again, I think they're they're trying to draw this central defense in to, to see if we can get one over the top. Cobble cleans his hands. He's going to survey the field. Again, the back of that defense looks a little thin. Cobble's going to take it. He's going to look to pull it down. He's going to go right up the gut inside the 10 near the six-yard line. They're going to call him down at the six, Ben. You talk about a fearless quarterback. Every pound of number 16 just went full ahead forward. Yeah, this offense is going to take advantage of those two linebackers. If you're running low manpower back there, they're just going to run up the middle of the field. So they're trying to exploit that. They get up through the A-gap there, and uh, number 56, Miguel Kirby, makes the tackle. Yeah, as, as Cobble and company have wound down this first quarter, chewing up over five minutes in this drive so far, looking to put it in. Cobble's going to take a high snap. He's going to give it to Price Davis this time. Price going to drive his feet. He's going to get inside the five down to the four-and-a-half-yard line, and then they're going to stop him short. So it'll bring up third and goal from inside the five. And I talked about the strength of Price Davis, number six, Donovan Washington, 210 pounds. Landon Hatfield, 53, 210 pounds. We're pulling on Price, and he's still tugging towards the end zone. Check that, check that. That's fourth down, and we're going to have to attempt the uh, the the short field goal, but a field goal nonetheless. We're going to see it. They're going to send out Hudson Jamerson. He normally does PATs, but uh, looks like with the range, you're going to get it for him. Cohen Bablay is going to hold. The hold is down. The kick is up. It's going to be blocked, but I'm pretty sure that uh, that the Bobcats jumped. It's going to get a little closer. See if this changes the decision, Ben. We're at the five, so it should be half the distance. So is fourth and two and a half, is it worth taking the shot? I think you go with points here, Wayne. Yeah, I think this is a game, especially in the heat, that you got to take every opportunity to do that. And, Ben, that's exactly why we're talking about it on the radio as Coach Hunt sends the offense back out there. 
This is going to be a, a deal where – I think the, the thought here, Ben, is if you turn it back at, and you don't get the score, they've still got to go 98 and a half yards or 97 and a half yards uh, to get the score. So this is very much a uh, – if you get in, what the momentum that it does for you and you just see what you can get out of it. Got a lot of weight out there, Elkins and Jonah Arms. We're going to go power here as, as Cobble's going to be under center. He's going to have the big boy behind him. He's going to have Price Davis looks to the sideline. They're checking the play. It looks like the Bobcats are not enthused to still be out there on defense. 5.43 to go here in the first quarter. If you've, you've just joined us, it's been all Rebels so far. Cobble takes the snap. He's going to hand it to Price Davis. Price says two, one, touchdown, Rebels. And just like that, seizes the momentum in this one. Makes a cut towards the sidelines, goes past the hash marks, and you can put a price tag on it, Wayne. Yeah, sold right there as Price Davis gets into the end zone, touchdown Rebels, and the Denzo scoreboard just changed. And that's one of those deals, Ben, where the momentum shifted, the penalty drew it close enough, and that was a play that said we're either going to seize this or we're going to make them go the long way, and that's a Rebel team that was confident right there. It was a good adjustment. They adjusted when they saw the, the box get packed in the middle, and then he cuts towards the outside. Great run by Price. Yeah, good vision as Jamerson's going to kick the PAT up and through, and the Denzo scoreboard now reads your Rebels 7 and the visiting Knox, Bo- Knox Central Bobcats 0. You're listening to Rebel Radio in the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week, 95.7 Duke FM. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a Blunt County tradition for 20 years. El Jimador Mexican Grill is fast, filling, and fantastic Mexican food at a fair price. Come to El Jimador Mexican Grill for daily lunch specials Monday through Saturday from 11 till 4. Dine in for a great dinner with family and friends, or call ahead for takeout anytime. Open Sunday through Thursday till 10, Friday and Saturday until 10:30. Your fiesta awaits at El Jimador Mexican Grill, 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville. Call eight. 65681-6040. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. This is head coach Derek Hunt. You're listening to Rebel Radio, 95.7 Duke FM. Go Rebels. And welcome back to Skeeter Shield Stadium on the campus of Maryville High School where your Rebels take a 7 to nothing lead over the Knox Central Bobcats. Ben, what a drive it was. 11 plays, 72 yards, 625 time of possession. Talk about chewing up this first quarter and really left that defense for Knox Central out there a long time. That just really, really imposed their will against this team. Yeah, way to go for it on fourth down and not listen to me. Just do the opposite of what Ben says and score touchdowns all night. I'm good with that. You know, Ben, I always tell people, they're like, how'd you get into radio? And I say, well, those who can't play coach and those who can't play or coach talk about it on the radio. So that's where we're at, and we're up here being excited that we were wrong about them going forward on fourth down. But, again, great uh, statistics there provided uh, by Ken Main as he's up to the minute, uh, and and just what a drive that was uh, here in the opening minutes of this one. As the sun is beginning to set, uh, the whole homestands was in the shade at kickoff, but now probably two-thirds of the field here. Uh, most of the left side and, and most of the right uh, is getting into the shade. Knox Central's fans, they're faithful. They'll be the last ones in the shade. So, again, wanna hopefully they're hydrating and doing what they need to do over there. Yeah, a lot of fans going in the stands right now. 
Yeah, a lot of excited fans as as that one uh, that injected a lot of energy into us. Obviously, if you were listening, and then ultimately into this faithful bunch in front of us as as they're just uh, they're always supportive. But man, when you do something huge, they come alive. Looks like Preston Trenum will kick this one away for the Red Rebels, and uh, and he is going to send a doozy. But looks like deep for Knox Central. I'm trying to get numbers. They always stand wide, but the kick is away. And looks like number 15 is going to take it in the end zone. No return eligible as he takes it in the end zone. Number 15, that's going to be Corey Bingham, and that's going to be a senior wide receiver, and they'll take over first and 10 from the 20 as they work right to left here on Jim Renfro Field. Nice booming kick to start out this drive. Yeah, really nice kick as it went flat, uh, but it got there. Got there in a hurry, uh, but really number 95, Max Sear. And, and we're going to see what's what's going on out here as, as Knox Central uh, brings it out. And ultimately, uh, Ken Main's going to correct me. as uh, Looks like that's interesting. Caleb Reeves looks to have kicked that one away. It looks like Bobcats will bring it to the line of scrimmage. It looks like they're going to have uh, their normal quarterback, Mr. Samuel Myers, as he's a 5'11", 185-pound senior, and he can move. He's going to have zero behind him, and, yep, zero touches it first. He's going to get wide and try to get free, and he's going to pick up about nine, almost ten yards on, on play number one. They're going to give him full ten. They're going to say first down Bobcats. And number zero, Ben, Frank Johnson the fourth. I might, might as well have been Frank Gore the first. Tackle made by 12, Hutton Jones. It's going to be Frank again. Johnson, the fourth, with the football. And second play, not near as productive. He'll pick up two and set up second and eight. Ball's on the the Bobcats' 32-yard line. Try to go up the middle of the field there. Number 88, Jack Carter makes the tackle. And it looks like it's pretty simple. Myers to to Frank Thomas. And he's going to get it out wide again. He's going to throw it this time as we pack the box. And that's going to be to 15, Corey Bingham. And he's going to pick up a few. He's going to be set up third and four as we set it again. Yeah, Hutton Jones and Hunter Olivet out there to make the tackle. It looks like the stick still say seven. Second. It's going to be Myers going to move his receiver right to left. And he's still going to have Johnson in the backfield. Trying to get the hard count. Again, Frank Johnson the fourth. He's 5'10", 215, a senior for Knox Central. Meyer's going to take the shotgun snap. He's going to hand it to to his running back, Johnson, and he's going to pile ahead forward. Needed four, got about seven, and it's going to be a first and ten Bobcats. Just runs up the middle of the field there and pushes back the second line of defense. Good run. Yeah, absolutely. As they're going to continue to do that, they kick it out to Bingham. Bingham is going to be caught after a short gain, and he's going to push himself forward as he's going to pick up Looks to be about five there on first down. It sets up second and five. Number 20, Mason Ball drops back in the zone and reads that play perfectly and drops him. Looks like Myers and company trying to make up some of the time. They're going to run up tempo. Trips to the left, two to the right. He's going to be by himself in the backfield. It's nearly going to be picked off, and it's going to be broken up. That's a nice play on defense by number 12, Hutton Jones. As the intended receiver, I think, was number six, Donovan Washington. Yeah, Mason Ball was over there as well to support with the tackle. This looks like Myers is going to survey the field. He's going to move some people around. He's got two to the left, one to the right. Number 10 is going to be out, right, out wide, Dante Strickland. Myers going to look to the sideline. He's going to check the play, steps back in shotgun formation. 
It's going to be Frank Johnson in the backfield with him. They'll move 11 right to left across the formation. Takes the shotgun snap. They're going to hand it to the running back. It's going to be Frank Johnson ahead forward, and they're going to say picks up one yard on the play. It's going to bring up third and four. Yeah, Matthew Covert and Sam Young right there to make the stop. Great stop, guys. It's going to bring up fourth down as they're going to bring out punt formation, and I think this is a great Delosier Auction Company defensive stop as looks like the Rebels are going to get off the field. Looks like deep for the Red Rebels will be number four, Zeke McCoy, and number 89, uh, that will be Colton Faust. That's a freshman out there deep on special teams. Looks like three will be the punter for Central. Uh, that's going to be Javiston Badgett. He's going to get the snap, a little low one, and he's going to get it away. Looks like McCoy's going to fair catch it, and he's going to take that fair catch at the Rebel 15-yard line where the Rebels will take over first and 10. Ben, got to be happy with that as as aggressive as Frank Johnson, the fourth, came out on that drive to be able to kind of stall that out at midfield. you got to be happy. Yeah, what's real promising is Coach Craney's offense, he tries to draw you in with Frank, and then he tries to go on the outside to Dante Strickland when you pack the box. Maribel did a really good job just staying home and playing their assignment. Yeah, looks like uh, those are the options that they're bringing here tonight. Rebels adjusted well. Looks like Coulter's going to be into the football game. Uh, he'll, he'll control this drive. Price Davis to his left hip pocket. Two receivers to the left, two to the right. He's looking to the sideline to get the play. Will make a check and step back into shotgun formation. He's going to take a high snap, fakes it to Price, and he's going to deliver out in the flat. That's going to go to Charlie Manu. Manu's going to get wide. The ball is on the turf, and it's going to be Rebels that get back on it. What a, what a change of events. That thing gets loose and actually gains us yards. Well, I said it last week, better be luckier and good. Gavin Jones, it looks like we're in correction. That is Logan McGlamory who falls on the football. Well, here's the, here's the difference. Logan was about getting on the football. The Bobcats tried to scoop and score, and Logan got under him and got it. Back on the offense after all the commotion, 2.45 to go. Rebels still lead 7 to nothing. Coulter's going to take a shotgun snap. He's going to look to pitch the play to Car Price Davis. Price going to get near the 35-yard line, and he's going to get down at the 35. And we're going to see what the penalty flag is. I don't know if that's in the area. Did they grab his face mask? Yeah, let's see what they call here. They get the ball to the outside. Um, there was a lot of blocking going out there on the perimeter. Number 11, Daniel Sackey eventually makes the tackle. It's going to be against the Red Rebels. I think it's holding against the Rebels, and it's going to back this one up. Negate the, the gain there, and with 2.34 to go, uh, we'll have a, a lot longer to go across Jim Rimfro. Yeah, whenever you got more than two or three guys out there outside the blocking box and you're, you're trying to block them on a play like that, it's difficult if you're cutting back as a runner not to get flagged for a hole. Well, and I think just trying to get those extra yardage, uh, you're just trying to do everything you can to help. But as Coulter's going to move his receivers, two receivers to the left, one to the right, a little stack set with Elkins. Takes a shotgun snap. He's going to fake to Price Davis, looks to deliver out in the flat, and that is going to be in and out of the hands of number six, Britton Barrett, and that would have been a big gainer there had they connected. Five-yard slant route and no safety there to be had, and number nine, Torrin McAfee, was right on his heels. Tried to carry and corral the ball in, but incomplete pass. Yeah, just a little behind him. Britton did a good job of kind of putting it in the air a little bit. A little dangerous, but at the same rate, just trying to make the catch. 2.20 to go here in the first quarter. Rebels lead 7 to nothing. Graham Coulter in control. He's going to take the shotgun snap. He's going to fake to, to Price Davis, deliver over in the flat. I think that's going to be Cohen Beyblade. 
Let's see. Yeah, that's going to go to zero. Cohen Beyblay, and that's going to be nice yardage. Gets us back near the original line of scrimmage. Maybe a plus two or three. Nice play by Beyblay. He makes the two-deep roster that this tonight and makes a nice catch there on that slant before number 16, Noah Lyons, makes the tackle. Brings up basically third and manageable, third and seven upcoming. And Coulter looks at the sideline to get the play. I think there's a safety valve here if he wants it. Cross the middle to Mr. Elkins. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. Elkins going to actually step up on the near the line of scrimmage. They're going to move him right to left across the formation. Looks like the Bobcats trying to adjust. Now Elkins going to go out. We're going to look for him, and he's going to look for Britton Barrett, and he's going to overthrow the intended receiver. Britton Barrett was going down the right hash and just too strong. It's going to be incomplete. Rebels will get in pump formation. This one a longer slant, more of a post route towards the middle of the field. Guess what? No safety is out there near the 50-yard line. It was there, just overthrown. Yeah, and I think uh, you, you connect on that. The next play you go run. So it was a setup play that just didn't, just didn't connect. But with 1.28 to go in the first quarter, the Rebels will punt this one away as they look inside. Looks like they're going to check in. Uh, Zeke McCoy, he'll punt this one away. He'll stand at his own 20-yard line as he waits on the snap. Had number zero, Frank Anderson playing linebacker that whole series. Bobcats playing block as it's going to get back to McCoy. Two steps, and he'll punt it away. And it's going to be a high boomer that's going to land at the 40-yard line of the Bobcats. And then looks like we're going to put it to rest at the 40 or at the 37-yard line as the Bobcats will take over there first and 10. Job well done. Nice kick. Yeah, I think especially he, he was patient. Bobcats were kind of shooting in there, trying to look for the block. He just gets it away clean. It hung up, so it basically just hit and died. But, uh, again, put the, the Bobcats without an uh, ability to make a return. And you always wonder how a football makes a perfect bounce straight up in the air after it hits the ground like that. Yeah, I, mine will only do it if I don't mean to do it. Bobcats will bring it back out. Uh, again, number one, Samuel Myers will be at the controls. He's a senior quarterback for the Bobcats. Looking for the hard count. Not going to get the Rebels to jump. Now he's going to check the play at the line of scrimmage. He'll have straight away behind him Frank Johnson the fourth. Again, looks like a defensive lineman, but pretty quick feet. He's going to look deliver out in the flat. He'll get it to number 10, and it looks like in and out of the hands of Dante Strickland as they're going to say he bobbled it before he got inbounds. That's going to be incomplete second and 10. Dante Strickland does a comeback route near the central Bobcats sidelines and number 35, Caleb Reeves, the backers right there to make the tackle. Yeah, good uh, good assignment football right here. Myers looks to take the shotgun snap again. He's delivering out in the flat again to 15 this time and looks like Bingham is going to jet across the first down marker and he'll pick up about 13 and get the first down for the Bobcats. Bingham takes one step forward, turns around, makes the catch near the sidelines, gets some positive yardage before Mason Ball takes him down. Next time they snap it, it'll be at midfield, 50-yard line, as it'll be first and 10 Bobcats. They're going right to left. It looks like Myers is by himself in the backfield. He's going to look to chuck it, and he's going to throw it downfield. And closest to the football was number 10, Nolan White, but he just didn't see the football coming. Nolan White had his hand on that play. Yeah, Nolan White, if he'd have turned around, may have been able to turn that back. But the intended receiver uh, was number zero, Frank Johnson. The fact that he could get down there that fast at that size is, is pretty impressive. Yeah, this is a guy, like I said, he played the whole series, last last defensive series. It's going to be Myers. He'll move the receiver right to left in the formation. He'll take the snap. 
It's going to deliver it out to number two, and it is going to be checked, stopped, and dropped by Hunter Olivet. What a what a assignment football right there. He read it well, delivered the hit, and wouldn't letting him get away. I love it. The marksman comes down and makes a nice tackle right there near the Maribel sidelines. Yeah, the only thing sweeter than that is Hunter's mullet. If you've seen it, it's a fully blonde mullet. That was the only thing better than that on that play. Someday. 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 Yours wouldn't be blonde, Ben. <laughs> Under 30 seconds to play here in the first quarter. It looks like Central is going to try to get a playoff. As they're going to be in shotgun, two receivers to the right, one to the left. He's going to he's going to give it to Mr. Mr. Frank Johnson, and he is going to go straight ahead forward into Rebel territory and down to the Rebel 45-yard line. Needed 10, got five, so it's going to set up third and five. Comes up the middle of middle of the field. Matthew Covert grabs his foot and drags him down to the turf. Yeah, it looks like that's going to be the last play of the first quarter as the clock hits zeros. We've went through one, and your Rebels lead the Knox Central Bobcats 7 to nothing. Let's take a break. Listen to these fine sponsors. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Located in Maryville, Tennessee, Huddleston Law Firm was founded in 2005 by Rob Huddleston with a mission to provide top-notch legal services to the residents of Blunt and Knox counties, as well as many surrounding counties. Huddleston Law Firm is ready to fight for you in criminal or juvenile court, simple wills and divorces, child custody and adoption matters, and domestic law services. Call Huddleston Law Firm at 865-983-5500 or go online to the Huddleston lawfirm.com. Huddleston Law Firm understands you have many options in East Tennessee for representation. They realize that fact and always appreciate your business. Back to Rebel Radio here at Skeeter Shield Stadium, Dream Rimfro Field, as you're listening to the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week. Right here, 95.7 Duke FM. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. We're through one quarter, Ben. Rebels lead 7 to nothing. but the best news of the night, the whole field is in the shade now. So the heat has uh, began to turn on us a little bit, so we're excited uh, to finally be able to do that. They are extending the end of quarter break here to try to give the guys some time to get more water. Yeah, even though the sun's down, I see these fans throughout the stadium, and they are just going back and forth as fast as people can wave them. Yeah, a lot of them say 95.7 Duke FM. Kind of give credit to our guy Steve over there at the truck uh, handing those out here tonight. A lot of great uh, Duke FM fans out there. If you want a fan, come to a game. We're going to have fans most of the hot weather games, and we're going to try to make sure we get those out. But end of quarter stats brought to you by Cadunza European Auto Service. If you have a BMW, Mercedes, Volkswagen, anything European, check out Cadunza European Auto Service. They're on air, the airport motor mile, Alcoa Highway, and they bring you your end of quarter stats each and every week. Scoreboard reads seven to nothing, but the tail of the tape, 11 rushing plays for 81 yards for the Red Rebels, five for 22 for the Knox Central Bobcats. Passing yardage, 33 for the Rebels, 23 for Central. And then total offense, 16 plays, 114 yards for the Red Rebels, 12 plays for 45 yards for Knox Central through one quarter of play. Individual stats, Price Davis leads the rushing category, 7 for 45. Casey Cobble, 4 for 36. If you look at Frank Johnson, Jr., he's the leader for Central, 4 for 20. But they're back out, ready to get going here as Central's going to flip field and go right to left or left to right here on Jim Renfro Field. 
Looks like going to be in pump formation. It's going to be number three trying to get it away. We go for the block, and he's going to sky this one, and it's going to take a Red Rebel bounce, and it's going to keep rolling. Central's going to let it, and I'm happy they do as it's going to get uh, actually beyond the previous line of scrimmage the wrong way for Central, and it's going to be first and ten Red Rebels from their own 46-yard line. The object that comes to mind there, Wayne, is a boomerang. You know, you try to kick or throw it in one direction, and it comes right back to you. Yeah, you talk about, and that was number three for Central, Javiston Badgett to punt that one away. No return for the Red Rebels, but it rolled nicely for them. Looks like first and ten as this is going to be Cobble. Uh, he's going to bring this one out, so a little do do at the quarterback position. Uh, Cobble, Coulter, and then Cobble again. That's a mouthful. Twelve minutes to go in this one, and they're going to, I think they're checking the clock again. Even though the Rebels' offense was a little off balance on rushing and passing, it wasn't for lack of effort. There were a couple pass plays that were there, just not converted. Yeah, I think you got to keep attacking that as, as really they're going to be there. The receiver was open, just timing off just a hair. I think they're checking the play clock here or the game clock as it never started on that punt. So I think they're trying to adjust it from there. Again, just a lot of issues. This is across East Tennessee. This is just isn't at Maryville High School. Uh, I think the uh, either the batteries or the play clocks are just uh, they're not cooperating with this hot weather. Yeah, we need to we need to find us a good marksman when it comes to the clocks. I know, right? I know, right? Quick trigger finger, right? But it looks like they're going to bring them to the sideline as they continue to work on this. Let's uh, let's take a Lee Franks of Volunteer Home Mortgage timeout. You're listening to Rebel Radio and the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week right here on Rebel Radio, ninety-five point seven Duke FM. Are you ready to think outside the box? If I'm talking to you, then head on down to Smoky Mountain Axe House. Conveniently located in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa, Smoky Mountain Axe House is your one-stop shop for a good time. Veteran owned and operated and a member of the World Axe Throwing League, so when it comes to throwing axes, these guys can get you up to speed in record pace. Open to the public Thursday through Sunday and booking appointments now. Give them a call, 865-268-5872 or check them out online smaxes.com that's s-m-a-x-e-s.com family friendly to all ages and ready to book your appointment today think outside the box and get your axe on and welcome back to rebel radio 95.7 duke fm and the junk be gone game of the week as they continue to work on this, both teams back on the sideline, Ben. Let's look around the area. Uh, scores of interest. I know a lot of these are going to be delayed just because of the pushback of start times for the Heat. But uh, looks like we do have one score. It's going to be the Oakland Center Grove, Indiana score. And looks like it is a 7-7 matchup. Going to see a Cleveland-McMinn Cent- or McMinn County game. Cleveland on top of McMinn County, 6-3. Cleveland 1-0, McMinn County 0-1. Oakland's got the work cut out for him tonight, huh? Yeah, going out of state to find competition. Got to appreciate that for the Patriots. But as they continue to talk about it, Ben, uh, what a what a night of football. Let's just let kind of circle back. Last week, 63-14 win over Heritage. Uh, what a matchup that was. Explosive. You, you lose Gage there midway through the second quarter. Really interested in how this team will respond. And really, it was by committee this team responded and got a lot of points on the board for their team. 63-14, that's no simple feat. And uh, they're out here tonight doing work. A little ground and pound here tonight, but I think that's on purpose. Yeah, we saw Babley make a big play. He's a new piece to the two-deep chart. 
Uh, we saw where Zeke McCoy will take Price's position at the slot back, accompanied by, by Babley. So uh, we're on to playing football now. Yeah, it looks like they're going to count that pump for 13 seconds, and now we're, we're off and going. Price Davis going to get it. He's going to weave his way across the 50, cross the 45 of Knox Central, and down to the 42-yard line where he'll come to rest. Bob, before he picks up a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. That a baby Price. You cut out towards the hash mark, start moving up towards the middle of the field before he's eventually taken down by number 11, Daniel Sack. Yeah, great vision by Price Davis, and he's going to pick up a first down. They're going to give it to him again. No, no Cobble's going to keep it. He's going to get across the 40 and down to the central 39-yard line. Nice little sell job as he got me, Ben. The big 205, number 45, Silas Gleason threw a blanket on his back and couldn't bring him down. Yeah, it, it really was. It was a nice play, a little one-on-one action there, uh, but Cobble fights his way forward, and uh, it's going to be a nice play there. It's going to be second down. It's going to be seven yards to go, and looks like they're going to have a little change out there as, as McGlamory's going to have to check out as he's, he's going to come off uh, kind of hobbling. It's going to be Cobble there in the background. He's going to have Price Davis to his left, two receivers to the left. He's going to fake it to Price Davis, and looks like Cobble is going to lower the shoulder, and he's going to go ahead forward inside the central 35-yard line down to the central 32. They say enough for a first down, and that's another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Way to get to the second level of defense. Daniel Sackey there to make the tackle. Cobble is going to look to the sideline quickly, wants to get this thing going as they're pushing tempo, trying to wear down this central defense. Looks like Cobble checks the play at the line of scrimmage. He's going to check back. He's going to have two receivers to the left. He's going to have Price to his left. Check that right as he's going to flip him. Eli Elkins. He's going to put Britton Barrett into motion. He's going to get the sweep play to Britton Barrett. Britton's going to take it inside the 30, inside the 20, push the pile down near the 20. And it is going to be down to the 21-yard line on the fringe of the Huddleston Law Firm red zone. Nice play there. Jet sweep towards the outside and gets to the sidelines before number 10, Dante Strickland, makes the tackle. Yeah, Strickland had his hands full right there. It's Britton Barrett, a full head of steam. Yeah, linemen got their hands on their hips. They're a little... A little tired right here as Manu's going to look to have one-on-one coverage here. Let's see if they do anything with it. Cobble's going to take it himself. He's going to go inside the 20, inside the 15, 10, 5, goes for the pylon. Did he get there? They're going to say no. They're going to say out at the two-yard line. Check it, three-yard line. As Cobble wanted it, he dove for it and just head out of bounds. Starts heading up towards the middle of the field. Price Davis makes a nice block. He cuts towards the Maryville sidelines, heads towards the goal line before number nine, Torrin McAfee, tackles him out of bounds. Yeah, it's going to be pound for pound the toughest kid out there right now, Casey Cobble, as he's getting his opportunity, and every time he touches the football, he's doing something with it. Just wearing down this defense right now, Wayno. They're going to be inside the Huddleston Law Firm red zone looking for an El Himidor touchdown. They're at the three-yard line. They quickly get to the line of scrimmage. Casey Cobble at the controls, Price Davis to his left hip pocket. Two receivers to the right. They're going to be a high snap. He's going to corral it, get it to Price Davis. What a circus act just to get it to him, and he's going to be dropped in the backfield. They're going to say loss of three on the play, but I think just a it, it was a feat of, of, of wisdom to get that thing down. Yeah, hats off to Cobble there to get up in the air and catch that football. I thought for sure it was going to go over his head. Yeah, if he uh, if he that's OBJ level catch right there as he he got up high for it and made it happen. So it's going to reset second and goal from the six yard line. A little dosey do inside the goal line as they went back and forth both times in it. 
Cobble's going to take another high snap. It's going to go over his head. He's just going to have to fall on it that time. That's that's a replacement center there, and they're just not on the same page right now. It's going to be back at the 15-yard line, and it's going to be third and goal from the 15. This snap went the opposite direction, went lower towards the ground near his knees, had to just fall onto the football. Yeah, it looks like Logan McGrath play. That's kind of late. That was well after after the play and after the transition. You know, when it comes to hydration and keeping fresh players on the field, no more so than these linemen on and off, keeping them fresh. Looks like a sideline warning against Knox Central, and uh, Coach Craney's over there giving the business. So, yeah, it looks like he probably earned it. 8.42 to go here in the second quarter. Rebels driving right to left on Jim Renfro Field as they're going toward the field house if you, if you need a visual. Um, but they're looking. They've got their backs up against the wall. Third and 14 as it started out as a third and goal from the three. Zeke McCoy is going to check out. Jonah Arms, or Zeke McCoy checks in. Jonah Arms checks out. Uh, I expect this to be a shot to the end zone. Yeah, a lot of Bobcat players have their hands on their hips. Uh, a couple of these guys have been playing both sides of the ball. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if this one doesn't go through the air. Cobble's going to clean his hands as if he might be ready to rip it. He's going to be in shotgun. He's going to take the snap, a little play action to the pitch. He's going to deliver over, and Charlie Manu in and out of his hands in the end zone. Would have been a great catch, but good pop by the defensive back for Knox Central, and it falls incomplete, fourth and goal. Great decoy there in the back of the field. Totally sold the defense and the secondary to go to the right side. Has the play there. Ball's a little bit high. Manu gets his hands on it. Can't make the catch. Yeah, Manu getting the wind knocked out of him. He's slow to get up, but he does, and he's going to get to the sideline. I think just a whole load of knock central hit him right there, and he was looking to catch the football, just caught off guard. Yeah, that's that Catholic transfer, number 10. Dante Strickland plays both sides of the ball. Made the hit. Looks like Hudson Jamerson will attempt this kick. He's going to have to kick it from his own 22-yard line, uh, so it will be a 32-yard attempt. We're going to see what happens. The hold, Beyblade will hold. The hold is down. The kick is up, spinning. Is it good, Ben? It's good! Good for, for Jamerson as he knocks it through and ultimately gets more points on the Denzo scoreboard. It now reads your Rebels 10 and the visiting Knox Central Bobcats 0. What a what a kick by by Jamerson as he really gets it end over end and it just smooth into the in the uprights. Yeah, had some blockers there in the backfield and still gets the kickoff. Way to punch it through, Jamerson. Yeah, Hudson Jamerson changes the Denzo scoreboard. It now reads ten to nothing. But you're listening to the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week right here on Rebel Radio, ninety five point seven Duke FM. Stevenson Tire, three generations serving Blunt and surrounding counties for over 60 years. The friendly staff at Stevenson Tire is ready to assist you and get you back on the road quickly with the most trusted tire brands in the industry. Competitive prices, tire repairs too. Expect real hometown service at Stevenson Tire. The name to trust in East Tennessee is Stevenson Tire. 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville. Online at stevensontire.net or call 865-983-1621. Monday through Friday, 7.30 till 5. Saturday, 7.30 till noon. Close Sunday. Stevenson Tire. This is Coach Jeremy Russell. You're listening to Rebel Radio on 95.7 Duke FM. Go Rebels. 
And welcome back to the Jung Be Gone Game of the Week right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Uh, and as we come back from break, they're still at break, so let's jump down to the sideline. Chris, tell us a little bit about this whiteout that the student sections are doing for Gage Ledoux. Yeah, fellas, so, uh, you know, big loss last week with Gage going down, but student section here is really representing, I mean, I'm looking at at least 20 rows deep of students all the way from one end to the other. Uh, rocking out right now, the swag surfing. But, yeah, um, all the praise to uh, Gage. I think we heard good news that his surgery was a success today. Hopefully nothing but a speedy recovery for him. Yeah, we're excited. And, and again, I think the white pants are a little owed to this whiteout for Gage Ledoux. So, uh, red jerseys, white pants, a good look as the Rebels pitching a shutout right now. Thanks, Chris. You know, it's hard to replace a guy who got you 1,700 all-purpose yards last year, but his leadership will be on the sidelines. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Ben, uh, making the Red Rebels kick the football, kick for a score there, uh, holding them out of the end zone, is that a win if you're if you're not central here? Absolutely, because they Maribel has had opportunities on those post routes uh, for big scores, and they're going to convert on those as the game gets longer. In the yeah, and, and I think, you know, it, it's one of those a defense that was on the field for the majority of the first quarter and a good portion of the second so far and uh, being able to hold that out. But now, uh, as I get it right this time, number 35 will kick this one away for the Red Rebels. Uh, that is going to be Caleb Reeves. And deep for the Bobcats, that's going to be Bingham. And number three, uh, that's going to be Javiston Badgett. And it's going to be Bingham in the end zone, and it's going to go into the end zone. It'll be a touchback, and the Bobcats will have to bring it out to the 20. Two really good kicks by Caleb Reeves. Yeah, beautiful kick. Way to start out with good field position here. Yeah, Caleb Reeves, a jack of all trades, as he's a, I think he's actually Mike, right? He's the Mike linebacker, but uh, Caleb does a great job on defense. Yeah, bandit. bandit, bandit. Oh yeah, he's the blindside bandit. That's right. That's right. We're gonna get that. It's gonna get off and running. T-shirts, <laughs> wristbands, the whole nine. Uh, but with 8:17 to go here in the first half, Rebels lead 10 to nothing. It's a uh, Hudson Jamerson field goal and a Price Davis touchdown that gets us to that score. Looks like uh, looks like number zero, Frank Johnson. I don't know why I want to call him Frank Thomas because he looks like the big hurt maybe. But he's back there. He's trying to help his quarterback as Sam Myers must have lost his towel. It's going to be a new quarterback, actually. It's going to be Cameron Bingham, and he's going to hand it the same way the first one did to Frank Johnson as he's going to pile ahead forward for four yards. Second and six. Uh, again, Frank, uh, Frank Johnson the fourth. He, he does uh, does the dirty work as he pounds it inside. Tries to attack the middle of the field. Zach Hampel, the junior, makes the tackle. It's going to be Bingham in shotgun formation. He's got a big jack set on the right side, and he's going to deliver out in the flat to number 10. Hutton Jones had him and lost him as he's going to get away from Hutton Jones and scamper a little bit further. He's going to get across the 35 out to the 37-yard line. He's going to pick up a first down for Central. Yeah, Hutton Jones tried to sling him to the turf before he got to the sidelines. Eventually, Caleb Reeves and Mason Ball make the tackle out of bounds. Yeah, Dante Strickland was the receiver, and he's a, he's a finicky man as he, uh, he gets ahead and away from Hutton Jones. Bingham's going to be in shotgun formation. He's going to move receiver left to right. Little little stumble on the on the exchange there, and he is just going to have to get what he can get, and that's not much as he's going to lose a yard. Brings up second and 11. Tried to make something out of nothing there on that bad snap. The Maryville defense got into the backfield, takes him down. Yeah, just a really a bad snap. It kind of skipped to him, and he picked it up and had a face full of Rebels and had to do something with it. 
And it looks like Bingham will stay in there. He'll have Frank Johnson, the fourth, in behind him. He'll have two receivers left, two to the right. And Rebels look to be bringing something. He's going to take the shotgun snap, looks the screen pass to, to Mr. Mr. Johnson, the fourth, and it's going to be read perfectly and dropped in the backfield. A lot of flags on the field. I think that's in the neighborhood of holding. Matthew Covert did not hesitate. He followed Frank all the way towards the Maribel sidelines and just makes a nice tackle, blows him up there in the backfield. Here's the thing. That just goes to show you that a big back still needs help. He's out there by himself, but he couldn't get past three Rebels. Took a lot of extra hands uh, to even free it up a little bit. So we'll see as they sort this one out. All right, waiting on the call. I was going to say wrong way, wrong way. Was second and 11. And looks like they're looking to Derek to see if he wants it or not. <laughs> He's like, where was the ball? Well, the they've already picked it up. Well, the tackle was made in the backfield, so he's trying to assess where the ball is going to be placed, whether he accepts the penalty or he declines it. Yeah, I think he's looking. You want to push him a little farther back. That's, that's a good uh, – he's wanting all the pieces. But it is against Central after all the debate. And uh, we'll see if they step it off or, or decline it. It looks like we've got more flags. I think this is going to be a sideline warning against the Rebels. It's going to be a hold against Knox Central. That one's going to be declined, and they're going to say third. Now dead ball, sideline warning against the Red Rebels. And that one, uh, that first one's free, Ben. The next one will cost us. 7.07. So if you went to the restroom or went to the kitchen, you haven't missed anything. Yeah, I think Coach Hunt's going to take that loss down here. It's going to be third and 14. Central's got a little bit of a hole to dig out of as they're in their own territory as they're trying to march towards Cedar Street, working left to right here on Jim Renfro Field. Watch in. number 10 in the slot. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be Bingham at quarterback. He's going to take the shotgun snap. Play action to number zero, and he's going to look to uncork it. Long ball in the air. We're going to look to pick it off, and Hudden Jones plays center field and turns them back. Pick. Dr. Jones jumps 10 feet high, makes a nice catch. Yeah, it's it's one of those deals. He turned around, and if he had a glove, he'd have jumped for it, but he didn't have to. Bread basket, took it in, turned back the Bobcats. Interception, a Delosier Auction Company defensive stop right there, courtesy of Hutton Jones. And quickly looks like Cobble's going to bring it back out here. So, again, a little bit of a mix of the, the culture here as Cobble's going to get two series in a row. 6.54 to go here in the first half. And the Rebels with new uh, new energy. Again, not different or different energy, not necessarily any anything wrong. Well, we called it before that play. It was third and long. They were going to go to their playmaker. I think Hutton saw it, and he went after it. It looks like Britton Barrett's going to stretch out wide. We're going to have trips to the left. We're going to have Price Davis to his right hip pocket. Eli Elkins going to move across the formation, going to play action to Price. Now Cobble's going to try to get it to Beyblade, and it's just going to be short, incomplete, intended for Cohen Beyblade at the 40-yard line. Looked like number 53 on the defense there. Landon Hatfield got a paw on the football. That's going to be second and 10. A little bit of a hard shot at the snap, kind of threw the timing off a little bit, but uh, just trying to soft touch it across the, the defense just fell incomplete. 
That middle slant is there. They're going to capitalize on it on one of these plays. And I think that's going to set up an opportunity to have some uh, some running lanes here. And we'll see if they, they cash in on it. A little stack set to the right-hand side, two receivers to the left. And Price Davis stays in, in Cobble's right hip pocket. He's going to take the shotgun snap. He's going to look to go ahead of his lead blocker. He's going to get across the 30, across the 35, and down to the – they're going to say down at the 35. And it's going to be a pickup of about five, and it'll bring up third and five. Just follows Price Davis towards the central sidelines before number 15, Corey Bingham, makes the tackle. And they're going to look uh, look back to the sideline. Again, going to check back in Cohen, Cohen Beble, and they're going to check out Jonah Arms. Kind of direct the troops a little bit. They'll have Zeke and Cohen to their left side, and it's going to be Eli Elkins and Britton Barrett to the right-hand side. Casey looks to the line of scrimmage. He's going to check the play. Play clock is at five, so got to get it off. He's going to take the shotgun snap, rolls the pocket to the left, wanting to throw it. He's going to set his feet. He's going to uncork it. And Cohen Beyblade, the intended receiver, just beyond the outstretched hands, incomplete. Bring up fourth down. Just runs a post pattern towards the Maryville sidelines. No safety help out there. Number 16, Noah Lyons, was about five yards away from the play altogether. Yeah, and again, on the run, right-handed thrower, throwing right, it's, or throwing left, it's just a, it's an, a hard sell there. Had to have a lot of touch on it and just probably about six, eight inches away. If it was connected, there was nobody in the backfield. 5.57 to play here in the first half. As we're going to be in pump formation, Zeke McCoy punting away for the Red Rebels. Deep for Knox Central will be Bingham standing at his own 24-yard line. He's kind of waffling back and forth, 22-24. And looks like the Red Rebels will take a timeout. Let's take one with them. You're listening at the Lee Franks of Volunteer Home Mortgage timeout. You're listening to the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Yep, it's that time once again. It's football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a like-new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley at Twin City Certified in Miraville be the choice. Over 600 pre-owns to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. Twin City Certified in Miraville. It's the Quality you deserve. And welcome back to the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Coming out of a, a Red Rebel timeout, Ben. Again, just looking to get on the same page. Don't give the Bobcats anything they can do here late in this second quarter. Yeah, there's been some opportunities. We've seen some on the post play. They just haven't connected on them. I think Coach Hunt is looking to make that happen as they as they have weak manpower in the safety position. Yeah, and I think you've got to you've got to play this one smart. You don't need Central going into half with any level of momentum because they do get the football to open the second half. So you got to kind of take uh, you got to take care of this deal right now. Zeke McCoy to kick away to be, to uh, it's going to be to number fifteen. Well, that's going to be Corey Bingham. There's a couple Binghams here on Central's team. And it looks like Zeke McCoy will kick this one away clean. An end over end kick, nice kick. They're going to let it land. It takes a central bounce, and we're going to bring it to rest. They're going to say down at the central 35-yard line, and they'll take over left to right here on Jim Renfro. Yeah, good kicks. High kick gives us good field position. 
Yeah, I like uh, I like Zeke McCoy's confidence when he punts that away. That was a nice kick. It just didn't get a Maryville bounce. And I think if it does, we're probably looking at closer to the 25. Absolutely. Looks like Bobcats, uh, they know the significance. A 26-yard punt, but again, a little backlash there there at the end. Um, but uh, Bobcats come out, 5.46 to go here in the second quarter, and the workhorse, Frank Johnson, uh, he's a little slower to walk out there than he has been all night. Yeah, a lot of the skilled players, Daniel Sackey and uh, also Dante Strickland. Looks like Cameron Bingham will stay in at quarterback. He's going to have a low snap. He's going to hand it to Johnson. Johnson's going to get wide left. He's going to get free. He's got one man to beat, and he is fighting his way down the sideline, and he's going to get pushed out at the Maryville 41-yard line. A big rumble for the big fella. He must have heard me. 19-yard pickup. He's still got some feet on him. Got to the outside, made a cut after about five yards into the run, got to the Bobcats sideline, started hustling down the line. Nolan White, number 10, makes the tackle. I was going to say, give some credit to Nolan White to grab onto that jersey and push him out of bounds. Looks like Bingham, Cameron Bingham stays in shotgun formation. Johnson behind him. Two receivers to the right. Low snap. They're going to fake the handoff. No, they're going to give it to Johnson again, and he's going to rumble down inside the 40, down to the Rebel 37-yard line. So a pickup. I'm going to say a pickup of four there. It's going to bring up second and six. Looks like he tried to do the same thing he did on the previous play, but guess who wasn't full this time? Bryce Goins, number 76, gets in the backfield and makes the tackle. Yeah, second down, six yards to go. Similar formation for Central. Again, second second and six as they're trying to put some points on the board. Now they're going to hand it to Johnson again. Johnson's going to push ahead forward, get inside the Rebel 35-yard line down to the 34. It's going to bring up third and three. Bryce is just blowing past Landon Hatfield. He gets in the backfield again and makes that tackle. Yeah, I think they've uh, Coach Craney has made the decision to put this drive on the, the shoulders of Frank Johnson, the fourth, the senior running back. And so far, positive yardage every time. Now they're going to move trips out to the right-hand side, one to the left, and looks like Bingham will have Thomas in his back pocket. And he's going to hand straight off again, and he is going to be stood up and dropped after about a yard and a half pickup. This is going to be an interesting down for Central. It's going to be fourth and about a one and a half long or short two. And we'll see what they do here. Yeah, Bryce Goins gets in the backfield again, this time escorted by number 35, Caleb Reeves, to make the tackle. Yeah, I think this is no man's land, Ben. I don't think Central thinks anything but handing it to number zero. As zero walks to the sideline, I think he was thinking of checking out. He's looking to get back in. They're definitely going to try the hard count. Oh, I think definitely try that and then check into a, I would think, a power play uh, to number zero, Frank Johnson, the fourth. I don't know why you wouldn't. And looks as they see what the Rebels have on defense, they're going to take a timeout. Let's take one with them. Elite Franks, a volunteer home mortgage timeout. You're listening to Rebel Radio and the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week right here, Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, Call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group, Realty Executives, and they can help with all your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. The Dwight Price Group. Call 888-SOLD, which is 865-888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The Dwight Price Group, the right home with the right price. And 
Welcome back to the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Friendly confines of Skeeter Shield Stadium. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. Ten to nothing's the score, Ben. But again, huge play for Central High School right here as it's fourth and a short two. And they're uh, they're they're making some decisions right now as do they want to give it back to the Rebel offense or do they go try to score points? Yeah, I think if you're going to run the football with Frank Johnson, you've got to try the left side. The last two times they've tried the right side, and Landon Hatfield is getting eaten up over there by Bryce Goins. And if they go to that side again, Caleb Reeves will be there to support him. Oh, I think absolutely you're right. But uh, I think they're, they've made their decision, and we'll see what they're going to trot back out there. I, I honestly would, would expect a play action to zero and a little dump off in the flat. But looks like they're going to have a, a pretty interesting formation here. Looks like a little rhino package, as looks like Frank Johnson's going to take the snap. He's going to take a low snap. He's going to keep it himself, go straight ahead forward. He's going to be stood up. And did they get him, Ben? He's short. He's short. That's going to be a Delosier Oxen Company turn back as they t- stop the big guy, Frank Johnson, not a first down. Tried to throw a little deception back there in that formation. Goes up the middle of the field, and the blindside bandit takes him to the turf, baby. Here's the thing. That was a that was an RPO. He could have handed it off, but he chose to keep it. I think that was a selfish play as he went up into the teeth of the Rebel defense, and everybody in red was happy to see it. Rebels back out on the field. Casey Cobble will have the controls as he is he is now his third series in a row. He's going to take the shotgun snap. He's going to fake it to Price Davis, keep it himself, and everybody bought it but number 45 for Central. That's going to be Silent Geeslin, and he uh, takes him down after, I'm going to say, a short gain, maybe a one-yard gain. Yeah, last weekend against Fulton, Silas Geeslin, Geeslin had one fumble recovery against him. Cobble with the keeper. He's done that a lot tonight. Second and nine. Cobble takes the shotgun snap. A little pitch play to Price Davis. He's going to cut it wide, try to get upfield. He's going to get up near the 40-yard line. They're going to say down at the 39. And he's going to pick up, he's going to pick up about, they're going to say six of those yards. It's going to set up third and three. A little bit of a sweep play. Had one tackle to beat to get to the Maryville sidelines, and then big yardage. Number 16, Noah Lyons steps up from the safety position and makes the tackle. I like the uh, the rhythm here. No pressure here as the Rebels looking to drive. 2.51 to play in the second. Cobble's going to take the shotgun snap, hands it to Price Davis. Right off right guard, and Price Davis gets right as he is going to get across the 45-yard line. First down, Rebels. That's a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down at the Rebel 46-yard line. Owen Steffes was still pushing people back towards the Maribel M. Great push up front. Absolutely. Cobble's going to quickly take the shotgun snap again. He's going to hand it to Royal Curtis. Royal Curtis gets across the block M into Bobcat's territory, down to the Bobcat 43-yard line. Another nice play. Another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Made a cut past that first line of defense before Landon Hatfield had to backtrack and make the tackle, number 53. Cobble quickly back. He's going to take the shotgun snap. Royal Curtis gets it again. He's going to get across the 40 down near the 35, and they're going to push ahead to the Bobcat. 35-yard line, a pickup of, they're going to say, eight on first down. It'll be second and two. Makes a cut back from the hash mark and bursts with energy towards the middle of the field. 
45, Silas Geeson was dragged for about two yards before he took him down. Yeah, this is what you call aerobics, Ben. We're going to see what the how the, the conditioning for the Bobcats have stood up as we're trying to push tempo each and every time. Going to quickly fake the handoff to Price Davis. There goes Cobble, 30, 25, 20, 15, and he is going to step out of bounds at the 14, but a little extracurricular is going to get us closer to Pater. That's going to be on number 10, Dante Strickland. Clearly hit outside of back, late hit out of bounds. It's going to be 15 yards, Wayne. Yeah, I think Cobble was just looking to, to run out of gas as he got out of bounds, and here come the Bobcats, and they take him down out of bounds. That's an easy yardage, buddy. As they're going to try to sort this thing out, I think they're picking the flags up. A lot of people saw it, so you saw laundry quite a bit. Great blocking on the outside there by Logan McGlamory and uh, number 53, Alex Boyd. Yeah, Cobble's going to race inside the Huddleston Law Firm red zone, and uh, the yardage after the, the extracurricular is going to get us inside the 10 down to the Bobcat 7-yard line where it'll set up first and goal. 146 to play here in the second quarter. Again, Rebels trying to uh, to kind of get beyond two scores here. Cobble takes a high snap. He's going to hand it to Price Davis. Five, four, three, one cut, and he's gone. Touchdown, Rebels. Price makes a nice cut towards McLamory and then goes straight into the back of the end zone, and the faithful get their wish. Here's the thing. The Bobcats looked at him, and the initial cut, he tried to wrap him up, and he was left wide open trying to hug Price. Price, one cut to the end zone, and the Denzo scoreboard just changed. It now reads your Rebel 16, the visiting Bobcats 0. Hudson Jamerson will be on for the PAT. He'll kick it from his own 10-yard line. It's going to be Beyblade to hold. The hold is down. The kick is up. And the kick is good. The Denzo scoreboard now reads your Rebel 17. The visiting Knox Central Bobcats 0. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. You can get a kitchen tune-up in just days, not weeks, with Kitchen Tune-Up. Locally and family-owned Kitchen Tune-Up can update your kitchen with cabinet refacing, painting, new countertops, a backsplash, even a full custom kitchen makeover. The skilled craftsman of Kitchen Tune-Up can transform your outdated kitchen in days, not weeks. Choose American-made cabinetry and accessories, or save time and money with cabinet refacing, remodeling your expectations in days, not weeks. Learn more at kitchentuneup.com. Kitchen Tune-Up is a proud sponsor of Maryville High School Football. This is Coach Joe Robinette, Coach Wide Receivers. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Let's go, Rebels. And welcome back to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM, and the Junk Be Gone game of the week right here as, as we're excited as the Rebels finally, you know, they kind of commanded that drive, opened things up, get beyond two scores. I think going to the half, you got to be happy about that. But still 143 to go. Knox Central can't get any, get any momentum right here. And you're starting to see a well-rested offensive line push back a tired defensive line, and that's what you saw there. Well, and again, just fresh bodies, being able to roll in, roll Curtis and get him a few touches that were for positive yardage. I think that gave Price Davis a, a chance to get a couple swigs of water and get the uh, get the juices flowing to get in the end zone. Yeah, that drive, seven plays for 68 yards, two minutes, two seconds time of possession. 
Yeah, and, and just checking on the sideline, looks like the 5'11", uh, senior for Knox Central, Samuel Myers, who started tonight's game, uh, kind of hobbling over there, so he may be done for the night. Hopefully uh, not done for the season. He, he was a strong player early. But let's jump down to the sideline as we take a little extended break. Uh, Hips, what are you seeing down there? How's the momentum on the Red Rebel sideline? I mean, that was an incredible answer there by Maribel. A big stop on fourth down by the defense. Offense went straight out there and went to work. I mean, I love the effort. As you can tell, I think you said it perfectly. You can tell this uh, defense for the Bears are starting to slow down. Yeah, the Bobcats, they're, they're wore down a little bit. Not a deep roster for them, and they run a lot of freshmen, more than a dozen freshmen on, on tonight's roster. But, Chris, we'll come back to you at half. A couple scores of interest. Uh, Oakland is losing in the second quarter, 21-7 to to Center Grove. Bearden and Alcoa at zero apiece in the second quarter. Heritage and South Doyle, it's a first quarter score. Heritage 7, South Doyle 0. Yeah, and I need a correction. Chris Hips has corrected us. Uh, 95 is the kicker, kicking it away for the Red Rebels. Uh, as as we are uh, interested in, I, I'm wondering if, if Preston Trenum, they don't have a 94 red jersey. I, I'm not sure, but it is not Caleb Reeves. Even though he may be able to kick it in the end zone, uh, 95 is kicking it out there. At this point, uh, it's listed as Max C, Max Sir. And uh, he is a kicker. He's a H-back linebacker and a kicker. So, uh, at this point, Max Sir is kicking it away. We can just get the fine folks from Pokies to get us a jersey. Can't yeah, I know, right? I know, right? As he's going to kick it away again, and I think they're just going to be happy with letting that one ride as it's going to hit on the Maryville Y in the end zone, touchback number three, and it will uh, let the Bobcats take it over at their own 20-yard line. Just, It's a whole different dynamic when you can kick it through the end zone. I feel like the kicks are getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Before you know it, it's going to go over buildings and over into Jeff Weaver's yard. Yeah, I think Bingham for the Bobcats is just getting over it and over it and over it like because he's he's not been able to return anything here tonight but with 143 to go here in the second quarter Ben if you're the Bobcats we talked about it last week situational football there's a lot of time here left do you, do you try to make make for some points right here well they've been running the football with Frank and he's wore down he's walk he's just walking out to the middle of the field I think you got to try Dante Strickland a little bit yeah, I think uh, we're going to find out play number one what their what their thought is. As Cameron Bingham will be in shotgun formation, he takes the snap. He's going to hand it to number zero, Frank Johnson the fourth, and he hears footsteps, and he's going to be dropped in the backfield for a two-yard loss. Ben, the horse is tired. Yeah, Mason Ball makes a nice play. He stays home in his position. Once he sees the run, he gets in that backfield and makes a nice tackle, number 20. They're going to quickly get back to the line of scrimmage. Shotgun snap to be had. He's going to look to keep it. Bingham is going to tuck it, try to get what he can get. He's going to get upfield, weave through defenders, and he is going to pick up the necessary yardage, get across the Rebel 30 and get to the – or I'm sorry, the Bobcat 30 and get up to the 34-yard line. And that's a first down for the Bobcats. Nice little keeper uh, by Bingham, the quarterback. There's just no blocking on that right side of that offensive line. They're able to get in the backfield. He cut up to the middle of the field. Covert made the tackle. A little over-pursuit there, but Bingham's going to look to deliver out in the flat to Frank Johnson, and he's going to have to fall on it as this ball was thrown behind. And so that was a live ball, and Frank Johnson, the fourth, loses a ton of yards back to the Bobcat. That's going to be back to the Bobcat 17-yard line. And uh, that may have just sealed the fate for this first half for the Bobcats. And now you know why Jonah Jonah Arms gets that dinner bell nickname. He gets in the backfield. He's hungry. He's going after that fumble. 
Well, and I love – so Frank Johnson went to fall on and didn't want to fall on the ball, so he tries to go sideways, and here come a host of Rebels trying to pick it away from him. But with 44.8 seconds to go, a little four, a little 15 yards forward, a little 20 yards backwards, and looks like uh, Maryville's going to take a timeout, talk about the options here with 45 seconds to go. Let's take a timeout with them. You're listening to Rebel Radio and the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week, a Lee Franks of Volunteer Home Mortgage on 95.7 Duke FM. Well, it's finally fall, and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500. Let's run some numbers. Rates are still at historic lows, and we might save you some money. Again, I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500 or text VOLUNTEER to 33655. NMLS 1641325. And welcome back to the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week right here on 95.7 Duke FM. And just like that, Samuel Myers back into the football game. I've been out for the majority of the second quarter. The senior checks back in for the last 44.8 seconds of the second quarter. Still going to have zero. Frank Johnson, the fourth behind him. They're going to hand it to the Moose, and the Moose is going to get stood up at the 20-yard line and push ahead forward to the 22. Great tackling by number 35, Caleb. On him to make the tackle. I think this tells me what you're uh, you're looking at. They're they're okay to take it to the half. Maryville takes another timeout. I think this is a hungry Maryville team that wants the football back. Yeah, try to get to the locker room and develop a game plan for the second half. You're not out of this yet. Yeah, and I think the Maryville team understands how tired they are and understands if you can get them to punt away here, you could get great field position for a shot for another another score to tack on there going into half. Yeah, and remember that uh, Frank almost had a touchdown. Going down the sidelines earlier, Nolan White made the stop. So they're one play away from being right back in this ballgame. Yeah, I, I think I think the Bobcats, it's, it's a calculated move. You don't want to give up the big play here. You'd like to push them back, but it is third, and it's third in the barbershop right now. So I think they they would have to throw a long way to get this thing going. Uh, but I think, I think the Rebels, like I said, would like to have the football back with about 20 seconds to go. Just a score of interest to share. Center Grove 21, Oakland 7. Now, Center Grove's an Indiana school, so I'm not sure if that's like an IMG Academy or like a a prep school, but anytime you can get two scores ahead of Oakland, uh, you're a team to be watched. Looks like Heritage, last uh, last update, 7 to nothing over South Doyle. Uh, Joe Osvet's bunch looking to get in the win column. Powell up 7 to nothing on Farragut. That's a first quarter score. Not a problem there. Again, it will be Myers back at the controls for the Bobcats as he'll have two receivers to the left, one to the right. They have a new running back in there as number zero has checked out. Myers is going to take a shotgun snap. He's going to hand it to the small running back and looks like number eight. It is going to be Nick Chittum, the sophomore 5'7", 165-pound running back, is going to, he's going to pick up a yard. If you're going to run on that right side, you're going to set the table for Jonah Arms. I promise you he's going to eat. Oh, yeah, and, and here's the thing. At this point in the game, he's hungry, and they're going to let this clock run, and I think it's one of those deals they may uh, they may take their last time out here. 
It looks like they're going to let it go. So Coach Hunt's happy to go to the locker room. We're happy to let them as the Bobcats will walk off and the Rebels lead at the end of two quarters, 17 to nothing over the visiting Knox Central Bobcats. We'll take a break. Listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, it's the Dickens Turf and Landscape Supply Halftime Show right here on Rebel Radio, 95.7 Duke FM. Pokies and Sports invites you to stop by their store to check out their amazing selection of school spirit gear. Need trophies, awards, or plaques for your team or business? Pokies has it all. Everything from sporting goods to screen printing, monogramming to laser engraving, and even letter jackets. Pokies represents all local schools with their selection and can create a personalized design. Since 1995, the Tinker family has been happily serving our local area with all its school spirit needs. Check out Pokies online at pokies.net or give them a call at 865-984. And don't forget, when you leave Pokies to check out the Village Tinker, just a short walk down Broadway for unique gifts and home goods. You'll be glad you did. Go Rebels! Coach Barnes, is that dry shampoo? Listen, Coach Harper, you know as well as anybody that every minute we coaches can save is a precious minute we get to spend at home. Is that why you bring this desk out onto the practice court? Well, not exactly, but it is why I love using go-kart curbside pickup at Food City. I order my groceries online, grab them on the way home without even leaving the car. Hey, my order ready? Gotta run. Hey, Coach, mind if I borrow your computer? Food City, the official supermarket of the Vols. Are you facing the challenge of burying piping, wires, or conduits underground? Here's the game changer, Underground Connection. The underground drilling and boring experts since 2005. They do directional boring, the method of choice when traditional trenching isn't feasible, or when you desire minimal surface disturbance. Your go-to team for all commercial and residential underground drilling work, including rock, is Underground Connection. Fully licensed, insured, and proudly TDOT and GAS approved. Call now, 865 865- 406-4127. Don't let traditional trenching hold you back. Call 865-406-4127. You'll be glad you did. Delosier Realty and Auction asks, why auction? Many people, when selling property or settling a parent's or grandparent's estate, choose Delosier Realty and Auction. But why an auction? Because Delosier does it all for you. From organizing to marketing to the actual auction to cleanup and closing, just give Delosier the keys and they'll come take care of the rest. Learn more at DelosierAuctions.com or call 865-681-7797. Delosier Realty and Auction in Maryville. Welcome in to the Dickens Turf and Landscape Supply po- or Halftime Show here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. And, Ben, uh, a first half that was a little nip and tuck, but I think it was more so just the uh, the physicality, the heat, everything that was tonight on the football field. But the 17-0 lead is what you got to be happy about if you're the Red Rebels. Pitching a shutout, but at the end of the day, uh, able to get beyond two-score lead. Yeah, kind of a roller coaster ride in the first half. You know, you ha- you get that fourth down. You get that fourth down. You're about to kick a field goal. They get called for a penalty. We get some positive yardage. We score a touchdown with Price Davis. We have an interception by Hutton Jones. 
Another touchdown by Price Davis. So some penalties happening on that side of the ball and some exciting plays happening on Maryville's side of the ball. Well, and what I love about tonight is when things get a little thick, things get difficult to handle, I think the way you respond is is indicative of, of what your team is and how you're developing. And I think tonight shows that you have some penalties, you recover. You have some negative plays, you recover. Uh, you, you get a t- You get them turned over and you go down and score. And I think all of those things are building a culture here for Maryville High School. But, Ben, uh, as we're looking, uh, let's check out the halftime stats. Again, halftime stats brought to you by Cadenza, European Auto Service, uh, brought to you by Mr. Ken Main. His uh, his fast fingers tonight is the another game of up-tempo offenses. But score reads 17 to nothing. But tail of the tape, 26 rushes for 187 for the Rebels, 33 passing yards. So, really, most of the, the, the action, most of the damage done on the ground. Uh, 17 carries for 55 yards for the Central. Bobcats and only 33 yards through the air as well. So 27 total plays, 88 yards of offense there through two quarters. Got to be happy if you're the Rebel defense. Maryville offense, however, 34 plays, 220 yards en route to keep on that track, Ben. I'm not a mathematician like Ken, but that's a 400-yard-plus night. you got to be happy about that. Casey Cobble actually leading the game here tonight in the rushing category. 11 touches, 83 yards, but Price Davis on his heels, no pun intended. 12 carries, 74 yards, and two touchdowns. Stepping into the Gage Ledoux shoes and uh, multiple touchdowns right there in the mix. Got to love what Price has brought here tonight. And then in the in the receiving category, not a lot of, of catches out there. Three catches out there, 16 yards for Charlie Manu, 10 yards for Cohen Beyblay, and seven yards for Zeke McCoy on one catch apiece. Yeah, the key stat for me that Ken provided us, that 187 rush to the 33 pass, that 33 passes somewhat deceiving not from that's from an actuality that's what occurred in the first half but they tried to attack the passing game with quick slants across the middle and they've had a few opportunities and either they were thrown too high or they were dropped balls Uh, I expect them to continue to try to do that in the second half because it's there they're weak at the safety and they uh, they have they have few linebackers that are in the middle of the field. Yeah, and I think it's a win-win, honestly, for for the Rebel offense because you you can you can push the the tempo if you if you make the connection, it's a huge gain. It's a it's a nice play for your offense. But either way, you make that defense have to respect that option. And I think what that's been able to do is opened up holes for Casey to keep the ball and and get some good yardage, and then also Price Davis and Royal Curtis for making big impacts down the field. So I think it's really good what we're seeing here. But also what we're seeing here is the marching Red Rebel band out there on the field doing their field show. As soon as they crank it back up here again, we're going to jump to them and let you hear them a little bit. But let's jump down to the sideline and talk to our sideline guy, Chris Hips. Again, a great half of football pitching a shutout right now. Uh, How'd the guys look as they ran off the field? Hey, guys, I think uh, defense, man, stood up big right there again. Uh, That big loss really helped them, like I say. So defense is on fire. Um, Game of inches, man. We're about three maybe a couple inches away at three times on big pass plays. The end zone almost had a touchdown. I think those shots are there. I can see a bunch of big passes in the second half uh, opening up this game a lot for the Maribel Rebels. All right, Chris, and we'll, we'll come back to you in a little bit. We've got to hear a little bit from Eli, Eli Elkins this week's Red Hot Minute. But, uh, but Ben, as we talked about it, Red Hot Minute it used to be in the pregame show. We've kind of moved it to the halftime just for – 
base balance here, but we, we had an opportunity this past week to sit down with Eli Elkins, last week's player of the game, had two big touchdowns, had a lot of good options there, and uh, we're, we're moving moving right into that Red Hot Minute where we get to sit down with Eli, all business, but he was on this week's Red Hot Minute. Take a listen. And this week's Red Hot Minute is none other than last week's player of the game, Eli Elkins. Eli, two touchdowns last week against Heritage. Great performance on the gridiron. And, buddy, I appreciate you giving us some time this week to talk a little bit about what Elk does on the side. Yeah, no problem. Just kidding. After yeah, I know you're super busy, so we won't take a lot of your time. But just for those who don't know what Red Hot Minute is, it's 60 seconds shotgun style questions where we're going to learn a little bit of things maybe we do know about Eli Elkins and other things that maybe we don't. But are you ready? I'm ready. Let's get it. The game begins in three, two, one. All right, Eli, when you're not on the football field, what do you enjoy doing? Uh, watching Star Wars. What is one thing that you keep in the refrigerator at all times? Whole milk. Favorite superhero? Uh, Black Panther. What is your favorite class in high school, non-sports related? Mm, ASL. What is your favorite follow on Instagram? Uh, Steelers. What is your favorite topping on a pizza? Sausage. If you're buying candy, is it sweet or sour? Sour. In your opinion, who is the most intense coach on staff? Coach Upton. Uh, What's your favorite pet? A dog. And then what is your go-to karaoke song? (laughs) Got to have an answer here. Uh, I don't know. Ring of fire. Hey, if you're going to pick one, I love it. Love it. Thanks, Eli. And with that, Bell, you have outlasted this week's Red Hot Minute. Like I said, we've learned some things about Eli. Maybe we knew, but I would say we've learned a lot of things that maybe we didn't know. So I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to sit down with us, and you have outlasted this week's Red Hot Minute. Sounds good. Eli, this Red Hot Minute has been brought to you by Underground Connection. If you need underground digging done and trench work is just not an option, Underground Connection is is your go-to there. But let's listen to a great sponsor. Check out more of the Kitchen Tune-Up pregame show. You're listening right here, 95.7 Duke FM. Dickens Turf and Landscape Supply with all the tools and equipment you could ever need for your lawn care. It's time to aerate and seed for fall, and their staff has the knowledge to get you the right products for your lawn, including proven turf grass technologies, tall fescue blend, custom organic blends, and more. And don't forget that fall fertilizer. When it comes time to cut that new lawn, Dickens Supply has the top brands you can trust, including the grass-fed bulls of Toro and Ferris commercial mowers. Use what the pros use. Chop Dickens Turf and Landscape Landscape Supply in Knoxville and Maryville online at DickensSupply.com. From the HEP Roofing Studios, we want to be your roofer. This is WDKW, Maryville, Knoxville, 95.7 Duke FM. Your home for Maryville Rebels football. Yeah, you can hear me now. And welcome back into the Barnett Roofing Halftime Show right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. As we're nearing halfway point of the, the halftime show here, Ben, what an interview with Eli Elkins. All business as we talk to him uh, leading up uh, to this second half. Uh, he's had a really nice game tonight, just not as many through the air, not as much in the in the offensive side, but he's thrown a lot of blocks for Price Davis. 
Yeah, I knew the elk was a Jedi. No other way to explain his ability to disillusion the defense. He <laughs> loves the man in black. All black uniforms equal a big game yeah. for Eli Elkins. Yeah, Elkins is a, is a great player, and I think in spurts you're going to see explosive games from him, and honestly, each and every night he puts in the work, and that's what made him last week's Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game, and we'll see if uh, if he makes a return appearance sometime this season. But, Ben, looking to the second half, there's a lot to be had. I think the Red Rebels would be happy about their defensive outing tonight. Zero points on the board for the Bobcats, but I think if you look offensively, they would have liked to connect on those pass plays. So like Hip said, I expect to see some of those in the second half just to, to kind of full circle, bring things together, and have a really nice balanced offense. Yeah, and in the opposite locker room, Coach Craney's going to talk about cleaning up the penalties in crucial situations. We talked about the penalty on the field goal attempt that gave us the yardage to get the Price Davis touchdown, and then you had the personal foul on the late hit out of bounds down here that put us in position to score another touchdown. I I agree. What do you take away from Cobble having multiple series in a row? I think he had three series in a row there in the second quarter, not the do-si-do that we saw out of Coulter-Cobble connection uh, from last week. Do you take anything from that, or do you think that was situational football? I think number 16 uh, had a great game last week. He was perfect, Wayne, 8 for 8 for 112 yards. I think he threw a long of 33. Uh, He's shown that he can be a captain of this offense. I think both quarterbacks are unique in what they can do and how they play the game of football, and it's all situational football for Coach Hunt. So he's going to use Coulter at times where he wants to deceive the defense from a run or pass play action. Yeah, I, I like that there's there's option there, especially looking at this thing. But uh, also, as we're here at the Barnett Roofing Halftime Show, don't forget you can check us out through the week on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter. We also are dabbling in SoundCloud, trying to get our broadcast out there each and every week. Uh, but just check us out. Give us a like. Give us a share. Or even comment on our post. We love hearing from those uh, that support us, support the Rebels. And, again, Facebook and Twitter and you can follow us on Rebel Radio underscore MHS. But uh, as uh, as the the marching rebels are out there on the field, let's uh, let's give them a listen. As uh, they're they're out there pouring their halftime show out there, doing a great job. Let's let's give a listen to the the Red Rebel marching band. Just like that, Ben, halftime is game time for the Marching Red Rebels, and what a job they're doing out there. Great. Putting a little bit more into the show. Got some additional props out there, and they've they've got more sets that they're putting in a little longer show here this week than it was a week ago. So, Ben, uh, again, want to give those guys credit. Those young men and women, as they're working hard out there to get their show put together as they're leading up to their competitions here in a couple weeks. Yeah, Wayne, I talked to a couple parents that have kids in the band, and it's a great teamwork uh, 
group, and uh, it's hard working in the sun. You know, when you practice out in the sun, and a lot of these underclassmen have had to change instruments. They they can't they come in as maybe a trumpet player and they have to make a big change. So hats off to all the hard work these kids have put in through the summer season and making the show live and right in front of you here tonight. Yeah, and I think it's it's a change when you go from you know in football you play you play grass cutters you play peewee you you kind of work through the. You work through the system, right? And so you've played football. It's just not on the biggest stage. You know, quarters get longer. You, people weigh more. Things like, like that happen. In the music world, uh, when 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, or 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th now, you're, you're playing and you're doing some things, but marching's a whole different animal all its own. And so for them to be able to put this together, have all four, four classes, freshman to senior, put this together, I think it's a huge uh, it's a huge accomplishment for these young men and women. And, and like I said, we just want to reward them because we call four quarters of football, we can call ten minutes of a marching band show. Yeah, not an empty seat either. Fans are uh, gazing at the show. Yeah, the faithful always does a really good job of staying in their seats, watching the marching Red Rebels, and ultimately giving them their due here at the halftimes of the home games. But, uh, again, recognizing our sponsors here this week, a lot of great sponsors here each and every time for Rebel Radio. Just want to give them some shout-outs. This week's Press Box Food brought to you by REO Cheese Wagon. If you don't know, you should know. They're one of the best food trucks in our area. They've got, it's basically grilled cheese with a gourmet twist if you've heard the advertisement, but they have this thing called a blackberry smoke. It's, it's one of those things, I can tell you all the ingredients, but when they put it together, it's something special. Blackberry jam, jalapenos, about eight pieces of bacon, and just really good cheese and toast to make it just a, I mean, it, it's something that, I'm, I'm wanting another one, even though I had a half of one when we started this thing. They've got a Ricky Ricardo, an Alabama Slammer, Google their website, check them out on Facebook. You can read what those are, but I've never had a bad sandwich from them. Yeah, and how about that cowabunga? You know, you open up the sandwich, and it's got that little pot of marinara sauce, and it's just like a wrap pizza with banana What's, pepper. Oh, it was fabulous. Yeah, and it's it's got to be an ode to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's the only way I can think of pizza and cowabunga, how we're putting it together. Has to be. Got to be. But uh, Tina Ray and, and the group at REO Cheese Wagon, great press box food sponsor game day ads going to put those out there for but great sponsor for rebel radio stevenson tire gave you the starting lineup tonight cody nickel knuckles of keller williams real estate uh, gave you the kickoffs here tonight barnett roofing it's a halftime show we're currently in kitchen tune-up the pregame show dickens turf and landscape supply will give us the the post-game show dwight price of realty executives had all of the the first downs here tonight el himidor mexican grill have given you two touchdowns and a field goal twin city certified in maryville will have the coaches interview coming out of the half uh, Huddleston Law Firm, your Red Zone sponsor. Lee Franks, your timeout sponsor. Uh, Denzo's giving you scores of interest. Delosier Auction Company, the defensive stops. Cadenza, end of quarter stats. Food City, if you if you caught us three to five at the, the Alcoa Food City, uh, we appreciate you stopping by, handing out fans and other things about Rebel Radio. Underground Connections, Keys to Victory in Red Hot Minute, and Pokies in Sports, our Red Rebel radio attire so really excited about that score of interest uh bearden six alcoa three so again that's a second quarter score one we'll keep up with but uh looking to see if mr hips has found our head football coach yet and looks like we're still waiting on the red rebels to make their their way out so we'll hold right here but any other scores of of interest ben yeah pals up now 14 to nothing in the first quarter uh scott county 17 to 7 over eagleton Heritage and South Doyle tied up at seven. 
William Blunt up 14 to nothing on Carnes. Yeah, a lot of scores of interest kind of delayed in the uh, in the execution because games have been moved to 7.30 and 8 o'clock start time. So that is the impact of why we have a lot of second quarter scores, even though our game did not necessarily fly by. So I, I think those are interesting. The Beard and Alcoa one uh, kind of – it doesn't shock me because I think Drew Parrott and company is a pretty good football team. But after last week, the collapse there at the end of the West game, uh, that's a response by a Beard and Bulldog team that uh, everybody is selling them high. So maybe maybe there's something to it. Yeah, they got Merriweather at running back, and Kai Ironside is a great athlete as well. Yeah, Kai Ironside is he's played a lot of football, and uh, I think he's uh, he's doing some really good stuff for Bearden here tonight. As uh, we'll see if they can hold on to that lead, we'll we'll keep you updated. But let's uh, let's jump down to Hips, uh, see what he's got going on. I know uh, the band is getting off the field. Uh, Hips, what do you what do you think in the second half is going to be keys for the Rebels to to really kind of open this thing up and take care of business? Uh, first thing for me is with that defense. I mean, the intensity's been there on the defensive side. Love the pressure they're getting in the backfield. Uh, keep up that di- uh, intensity again. And uh, for me, especially on the offensive side, I'm loving the deep shot. It's going to really open up this uh, Bearcats defense. I think it'll uh, lead to some big runs again by uh, um, Price Davis. Yeah, I think the way Price is running, he's going to run downhill in the second half, and we'll just see if that can continue. But, Chris, uh, Obviously, we're hoping for a, a Coach Hunt interview here just shortly, so kind of keep your eyes peeled. We'll come right back to you. Yeah, just, yes, to, compliment what, just to compliment what Hippie's saying, I mean, Frank Johnson had 127 yards last week, last week, 7.1 yards per carry, and he shut down 13 attempts for 40, only averaging 3.1. Yeah, I think Frank Johnson, He, I don't know if it's the heat that zapped him or if it's the front for the Red Rebels, but either way, uh, he, he had had enough after 24 minutes of football. And, uh, again, that's, I think, a courtesy and a, and, a, and a compliment to the Red Rebel front. And I think you're seeing with Dante Strickland, he's getting wore down playing both sides of the ball. You know, this is a guy who had 149 yards receiving and three touchdowns last week, and today 13 yards receiving. So good job by that by that secondary to shut him down. Yeah, and you know we talked about it. Uh, this is a it's a lean Knox Central Bobcats team. Uh, they're they're playing about a dozen freshmen, or at least dressing about a dozen freshmen. So I, I think it's interesting to see what they do. But it looks like Hippie's got the head coach. Uh, Hippie, what's uh, what's Coach Hunt got to say? Hey, guys, I'm down here with Coach Hunt. Coach Hunt, incredible first half. I uh, love the intensity on the defense. Offensively, I love the ball getting spread out. Just a couple of fingertips away from making some big catches. Uh, what um, adjustments are you looking at in the second half, and what are you looking forward from the second half? Well, defense has been great. They just need to keep doing what they're doing. You know, offensively, we've had some miscues that we've got to clean up. Um, had a chance for, like you said, some really big plays in the past game and been, you know, a little overthrown or a little underthrown. So, we got to hit those. I mean, that's what makes us balanced and, and keeps us together, and we will hit those. Um, hopefully in the second half we'll have a chance to do something. All right. Thank you, Coach. Again, thanks to, to Coach Derek Hunt, always giving us a few minutes there as they come out of the, the locker room. Give us some insight. And I think you, we talk about it often. Coach Hunt, is his philosophy and his drive is to be a balanced offense. He wants those big plays back. Pitching a shutout is good, and I think he complimented his defense. But he's looking at his offense saying, it could have been more. We need we need a little bit more firepower downfield. What I love about that interview 
in comparison to the interview from the previous week, you saw the adjustment coming out of the locker room, and they made that adjustment against Heritage, and boom, they tacked on the points on the scoreboard. I look for Maribel to make that adjustment in the second half and connect on those passes. What I think is interesting is they've tacked three more minutes onto this halftime clock. Again, that's three more minutes of a Barnett roofing halftime show. Uh, but I see all four quarterbacks warming up down here Uh Thomas Manu, you see Will Jones, and then, of course, Graham Coulter and Casey Cobble. So I think they're expecting to see a little action from from all four of those guys here in the second half, and I think just put the hammer down and see what we can get out of it. What's that song we were growing up, Verve Pipe, We Were Merely Freshmen? You remember that one, Wayne? Will Jones donning that fashionable number. Will just gallops, gets that 10-yard first down, and then immediately after, you have a beautiful play-action pass to Thomas Manu to Lightning Llewellyn for a 52-yard touchdown, and boom, 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 dynamite for the red and black. Yeah, I'll be honest, Ben. That that song selection just uh, tells how much older you are than me. But uh, but anyway, uh, it's one of those things. I don't know that song, but it gives me a Google homework this week. But uh, excited to get this second half underway. Let's take a break, uh, listen to some great sponsors. When we come back, we'll close out the Barnett Roofing Halftime Show and bring back the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week right here on Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Kadoo Kadoo Kadunza 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 Unusual name Exceptional service On your BMW Mini Cooper Mercedes And Audi Kadunza is locally owned And operated on Middlebrook Pike Not your typical Auto repair shop There's no pressure Upfront cost estimates On your BMW Mini Cooper Mercedes And Audi service Repairs and maintenance Call 246-6569 Or Kadunza.com K-A-D-U-N-Z-A Dot com Kadunza is a proud sponsor of the Maryville Rebels. It's barbecue time in Maryville, and Pistol Creek Eats is your local fix for award-winning melt-in-your-mouth brisket and barbecue. They're a fan-favorite barbecue food truck in our area, and Pistol Creek Eats can be available for your block parties, catering, and tailgate needs. Looking for a quick stop for quality barbecue? Look no further than a Taste of Blunt award winner in Pistol Creek Eats. You can check out their website, PistolCreekEats.com, or you can check them out on social media to see where they're going to be each and every week, but Pistol Creek Eats, Blunt County's own top shelf barbecue. And you can thank me later. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee? Want a realtor with the honesty and integrity you deserve? Then you need to call Cody Knuckles with Keller Williams Realty in Maryville. Cody is a realtor who invests in our local community and will work for you on your buying or selling project. He's people-focused and faith-driven to get the job done for you and make your real estate dreams a reality. So pick up the phone and call 865-404-3033. That's 865-404-3033. And let Cody Knuckles take your real estate goals from a first down to a touchdown. And welcome back to the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz. And Ben, as they they meet at their own 20-25 yard line, a little team meeting, they've got to be talking about Central gets the football to start the second half. It's a huge momentum moment for this football game. Can Central grab a little, or can the Rebels close the door? Yeah, I like the body energy as they both retreat to their sidelines. Maribel's fired up in the middle of the field. They come off to the sidelines. Central's just kind of just walking back and forth near the sideline there, so I really like the body language for Maribel. 
Yeah, I think Central's a tired bunch. That's that's no joke here as as we're fully dark now here at, at Maryville High School. Uh, Skeeter Shield Stadium, a beautiful nightcap here. Good lighting, good LED lighting here. And, again, the uh, the new Jumbotron or the new video board uh, has been lighting up with some great uh, great content, great ads, and it's just huge. So, I mean, it's like having a, a, a big screen TV right here at the football field. So, uh, looks like it's going to be, again, 95. We'll be kicking this one away. Uh, per our um, per our our roster, that is Max Sayre, and it's going to be deep for Central number fifteen, Corey Bingham, and number three, Javiston Badgett. Uh, they're going to stand at their own six-yard line, respectively. If this kick is any indication of the previous three, it's going to go over the field goal post. Yeah, Sayre is going to kick it away from his own forty-yard line as they'll kick it from right to left. So Cedar Street to the field house if you've ever been at Maryville High School. Sarah will step it off. Uh, he'll start this uh, ascent from his own 30. The approach is on, and it's second half time here in Maryville. That's going to be a low driver. It's going to take a bounce, and it's actually going to be returnable at the one-yard line as he's going to get it and get upfield, gets across the 20-yard line, and he's going to back his way out to the 24-yard line. That's where Central will take over first and 10. Got a little laundry on the field, Ben. Yeah, it took a bounce back towards the Central Bobcats sidelines. He fields it, tries to get to the Central sideline. Nolan White makes the tackle. It's going to be holding against the Bobcats, so something that sprung him to the 24 will back him up some more. They're going to mark that one off, so that should be be a spot foul. Uh, So it'll be where that that took place, which where the flag is laying is at the Bobcat 14-yard line. So they're going to walk this one back. It's going to pick up the flag. Uh, now, now he's going to throw it to the 21-yard line. So we'll see uh, where they mark this one off. A lot of, a lot of discussion. White Hat still yet to make the official call. As they're going to step this one back. Looks like the new line of scrimmage will be the 16-yard line of Central as they'll move left to right here on Jim Renfro Field. Again, a long way to go now as they had a, a little push outside the 20. Now they wish they would have went it let it go into the end zone. Quarterback for Central will be number one, Samuel Myers. Again, he's the one that started this game, takes a shotgun snap. He's going to quickly give it to zero. Zero's going to go straight ahead, and Frank Johnson Jr. is going to be stood up and dropped for a gain of maybe a yard, Ben, second nine. How about those backers, number 20, Mason? tear him up second and nine and again heavy footed was frank johnson the fourth as he's he again uh tired individuals he's carried a lot of load here for the central bobcats myers looks to take a low snap he's going to get it to to frank johnson again and it is going to be i think they're going to call i think they're going to call sam myers down is when he took the snap he was on a knee so i think that's what they're going to call they're going to say play was over and that's going to be third it's going to be third and 11. That's, a good, that's good eyes by the officials because I saw it and didn't think they were going to get the call. Last two plays, they've had a lot of movement from the left side of the ball to the right side of the line of scrimmage. That's because there's been a lot of exposure on that side. They've been able to get through on that side of the ball. 
It's going to be Myers now. He'll take a good shotgun snap, a little play action. He's going to roll the pocket to the right. He's going to deliver out in the flat to number 10, and he is going to be stopped, met, and dropped at the 20-yard line, and that's going to be a nice tackle, gang tackle by the Red Rebels. Gets the ball out in the perimeter, and number 11, Hunter Olivet, gets out there quick and makes the tackle. Yeah, Dante Strickland, nice catch. But, again, when he turned his head upfield, it was all Olivet in front of him, a red number 11. He got all of it on that one. Man, that's good. <laughs> Ken liked that one. Even Ken liked that one. Come on, guys. And looks like he's going to bring them out in pump formation. Nice pickup on third down, but not enough to, to move the sticks. So number three, Javiston Badgett will kick this one away. A little pressure coming, but he'll get it away clean. A little spinner, and it is going to bounce at the Rebel 46-yard line and then take a take a right, and it's going to go out of bounds. Rebels will take over at their own 46. Great field position to start the second half. Good outcome for the Bobcats there. It could have been disastrous. Had some players in the backfield about to make a block punt. Yeah, good, good pressure upfield. Got a lot in the backfield and uh, really forced a side wobbler uh, that just barely touched in bounds. Looks like coming out of the half. We're going to look, see, I think that's Cobble again. They stand immediately sideways when I need a number. It's going to be a high snap. Yes, it's Cobble. He's going to hand it to Price Davis. Price gets free, 45-40, 35-30, and he is going to run himself out of bounds at the 27-yard line, a burst, Ben, that we like to see. Well, he saw number 44, Jonah Arms, lined up on that side. He cuts towards the middle of the field and then says, you know what, I got number 44 over there. So he gets to the outside there, and number 10, Dante Strickland, eventually makes the tackle. Yeah, with 9.52 to go, Rebels have gotten deep into the Central Bobcats uh, area of the field and, and looking to really separate this thing if they can punch it in. Cobble's going to clean his hands. He's going to have Price Davis to his left hip pocket, one receiver to each side. He's going to give it to Price Davis right up the middle. He's going to get inside the 25 and down to the 22-yard line. So, nice pick up there on first down. Just following his blockers, Ben. Yeah, run right behind Logan McGlamory, eventually taken down by number 74, Jake Holbert. Yeah, he's going to get down to the 22. So, pick up of five brings up second and five as we're now nine and a half minutes to go in the third. Cobble looks to the right. He's going to give it to Price Davis again. Price is going to need to beat one guy, and he cannot as he's going to get down to the 20 and be brought down after a pickup of two. It'll bring up third and three. Number 74, Jake Holbert able to rip past his blocker there and make the tackle. Yeah, big play right here. I think you've got two downs to get it just based on the field position, but third and three, two straight run plays. Do you look pitched to get it wide? Cobble's going to look to the sideline. He's going to have Price Davis to his right hip pocket, two receivers to the right. Now he's going to flip Price to his left hip pocket. Takes the shotgun snap. He's going to get lead blocked by Price Davis, and he's going to get the first down and more inside the central 15-yard line down to the 14-yard line, and that's another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Keeper, it was a nice deceptive play. They had a slot receiver that you would think would do like a slant route. Instead, he keeps it, gets the outside, and Donovan Washington, number six, makes the tackle. Yeah, bust inside the Huddleston Law Firm red zone and back to the line of scrimmage. He takes the shotgun snap. He's going to do it again. He's going to get inside the 15 and wrangle his way down inside the 10, down to the eight-yard line, and Casey Cobblebin 
He's a man possessed. He wants the football in his hands, and he's doing something with it. Yeah, he meets number 45, Silas Geeson, who is 205-pound senior, and he just rolls with him on that tackle and stays up on the up above the ground before eventually taking down. Yeah, going to check out Jonah Arms, going to check in Britton Barrett. Again, don't know if that means you go to the air, but it does mean you lose a lot of beef up front. It's going to be Cobble stays in shotgun, two receivers to the right, one to the left, shotgun snap. It's going to be play action, Cobble to the flat. He's going to get it to Elkins, and does he get across the pylon? They say no. They say out at the one-yard line. It's going to be first and goal. Eli Elkins lines up in the tight end position, and he cuts in towards the middle of the field and then out towards the sideline. We call that an option route. He gets the catch and eventually taken out by number 33, Jaden Clemens. They're going to say a long one, short two. They're going to say he stepped out near the two-yard line, so we'll see if they punch it in here. They're, they're Central's moving guys in. We'll see if we get the call. It's going to be Clemmer under center. He's going to give it to Price Davis. Price going to go behind his blockers. He's going to cross the goal line, Ben. Touchdown, Rebels. That a boy, Price, just cut back towards the middle of the field and post the score for all to share. Yeah, love the the drive, love the blocking, and love the patience of Price Davis to stay behind his blockers, get into the end zone, and change that Denzo scoreboard, which now reads your Rebels 23, the Central Bobcats 0, Hudson Jamerson on to attempt the PAT. I don't know what it is. They keep passing this towel, like Hudson or uh, – Beyblade has the towel, and they keep passing it back and forth. Jonah Arms to Beyblade. Here, I'll do the same thing. I got the rally towel here. I'll throw it to you. You, Yeah, maybe we just need two towels so they can each have one. Jamerson is going to approach. It's going to be the hold is down. The kick is up, and it's going to go over the field house. It is good, and your new score with 7.48 to go here in the third quarter. Your Rebels 24, the visiting Knox Central Bobcats 0. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. Craving some amazing eats today? REO Cheese Wagon features a gourmet grilled cheese selection made to order. Their menu includes some old favorites and unexpected pairings to keep you coming back for more. Voted Reader's Choice Best Food Truck in Blunt County, I guarantee somewhere between Nacho Mama and Blackberry Smoke, you will find your favorite. Follow REO Cheese Wagon on Facebook so you can mark your calendars on where to find that cheesy goodness each day. Or visit their website at REOCheeseWagon.com. REO Cheese Wagon, grilled cheese with a gourmet twist. This is head coach Derek Hunt. You're listening to Rebel Radio, 95.7 Duke FM. Go Rebels. And welcome back to the Jung Be Gone Game of the Week right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. And, Ben, just like that, the Rebels extend the lead. Now it's a three-plus score game and uh, really a tired-looking Knox Central bunch. Very efficient drive, seven plays, 54 yards, two minutes, 11-second time of possession. Really like that Eli Elkins option route catch near the, near the sideline. It's going to be Sayre to kick this one away. He's had a really good night so far. He's going to kick it strong. It's going to be long and high, and it looks like this one's going to be returnable too. It is going to be from the one-yard line, and that is going to be number 15, Bingham. And Bingham's going to push himself across the 15-yard line, and they'll say down at the 18-yard line where Bobcats will set up first and 10. Had a lot of red jerseys in on that tackle, Wayne. Number 19, Wyatt Kaufman. Looked like number 93, Ori Vananda Walker. 
Yeah, a really good pursuit. But, again, uh, Knox Central, I think I think this return unit wants to try to make the difference because two kicks that made it all the way to the one-yard line probably should have let it go on in and get to the 20, but they want to make a splash play. Good good coverage by the Rebel uh, coverage unit there. And looks like it's going to be Sam Myers again. Um, missed most of the first half, but he's going to go in for Central as he's going to try to get it out in the flat to number 11, the intended receiver. And it's going to go in and out of the hands of Daniel Sackey, and it'll be second and 10. Yeah, just an incomplete pass. Ball was there. There was cushion over there near the sideline. Just couldn't come down with it. It's going to be second and 10 upcoming. Again, number one, Samuel Myers, a 185-pound senior, as he missed most of the second quarter, but uh, opened the second second half for the Bobcats. He's going to roll the pocket to the right, back left, and it is going to be picked off, number 35. That's going to be Caleb Reeves, and he is going to scamper into the end zone. Touchdown, Rebel defense. The bandit read that all the way, cutting downhill, making the pick, and getting a touchdown for the faithful. Well, he bobbled it a little bit, and then he drew it in, and number 35 rumbled all the way to pay dirt as he just changed that Denzo scoreboard. What a play. And and here, what do they tell you, Ben? You don't roll the pocket to the right and throw across your body. He did that, air under the football, and Caleb Reeves just went to work. And what I like about it, the last two weeks – he has provided two defensive touchdowns. Yeah, he popped one loose last last week that Lucas Garman fell on, and this week he gets to take it in himself. Touchdown, Red Rebels, and just like that. And then Jamerson is going to attempt another extra point really quickly, and he'll get that one up and good. And the Denzo scoreboard now reads, your Rebels 32, the visiting Knox Central Bobcats 0. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke. FM. Denzo loves to cheer on their team, and now Denzo is adding even more team members. Immediate production of warehouse openings on second and third shifts. Pay starts at more than $19 an hour, depending on shift. Denzo has off-shift maintenance openings with experience-based hourly pay, as well as professional and leadership openings. Competitive pay, paid holidays and vacation, 401k, health insurance, on-site Denzo-only doctor, pharmacy, and workout facility. Learn more at denzocareers.com slash D-E-N-S-O-Careers.com slash Marival. Get in the game. Join the Denzo team at DenzoCareers.com slash Marival and start crafting your future today. Welcome back to the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. If you're just joining us, you've missed a lot. Rebels lead 31 to nothing over the Central Bobcats. Sarah approaches, and the kick is away. Central looking for a return. He's going to get it at the half-yard line, and it's going to bobble into the end zone, and it'll be a touchback as Bobcats will bring it out to the 20. Bingham wanted to return that, just bobbled a hot ball, and it fell into the end zone. Probably made the best decision just to go with that touchback. Yeah, I think I think there was a lot of a little lot of speed, a lot of aggression coming down there in red jerseys, and yeah, Bingham just let it go into the end zone. Couple scores of interest, real quick. Center Grove twenty-one, Oakland ten in the third quarter. Beard Alcoa six to three. Beard at halftime. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting second half. A lot on the line there as uh, Alcoa's played two six A football teams to open the schedule, and Beard and uh, rolling a hot head of steam as they dropped one they thought they had in the bag last week against West. But it looks like Central back out there. Uh, we'll see if Sam Myers can. Uh, 
If he can snap and clear and put something together for his Bobcats, he's going to take the shotgun snap, hands it to number zero, and he's going to be met in the backfield, changes direction. He's trying to find anything and everything, and he finds a small seam that gets up near the 25. They're going to give him forward progress. They're going to say he fell. There's no way he fell forward. They say 29, Ben. I don't know about it. Yep. This Frank Johnson, he's 5'10", 215 pounds. He cuts back and Mason Ball, 5'10", 170, makes the tackle. Yeah, it's going to be number zero trying to get wide, and that's going to be number 43 for the Red Rebels, meeting him in the backfield, Peyton. That is going to be number 43, Zach Hample. Uh, that's a 6'1", 215-pound junior. Read it nice and dropped him for a loss. That's going to be third and three upcoming. Two-yard loss on the play, and this is a big play for Central. You don't want to give it back to a hot Rebel offense. Myers wanted the hard count, not going to get it. He'll have two receivers to the left, none to the right. A little stack set with number 11 uh, on the right-hand side. He's going to move 11 from right to left across the formation. And he'll have big number zero in the backfield. He's going to give it to zero. He's going to go straight ahead forward. Needed three, got about six, and it's going to be a central first down as number zero, Frank Johnson the fourth. The workhorse is an understatement for central. Got some good blocking there on the left side before Mason Ball was able to make his cut there in the backfield. Got the first down. Mason Ball makes the tackle. Looks like Donovan Washington will check out for Central. In will check a number two. That's J.J. Smith. That's going to be a sophomore for Central. He's going to have two receivers to the right, one to the left. He'll have straight away Frank Johnson, the fourth. He's going to hand it to the Moose. Frank Johnson's going to meet the first guy and get past him and not get past Hutton Jones as Hutton chops him down after a two-yard gain, second and eight. Good job by the Maryville defense just to collapse in on Frank. Yeah, second and eight upcoming, 5-12 to go here in the third quarter of play as your Rebels lead 31-0 over Knox Central. Going to be Sam Myers. Again, He is he's had the controls here in the second half, did miss the majority of the second quarter. And number seven, Cameron Bingham uh, brought it in. But Sam Myers, a little play action. He's going to roll the pocket to the left. He's just going to tuck it and get what he can get. And he is going to get across the 35. They're going to say 37. And that's going to just pick up a couple. It'll be third, it'll be third and six. Caleb Reeves drops back into zone coverage. He's going to let him roll out and just rolls the dice and says, guess what, you're going to have to beat me with your legs. When he cuts up past the line of scrimmage, Caleb Reeves chases him out of bounds for short yardage. Well, you can tell Sam Myers had some options to the right side, but once he rolled the pocket to the left, he wasn't going to throw across his body again. Sam Myers looking across the line. He's going to move number 11. That's Daniel Sackey from right to left across the formation. Now he'll hand it to the back. He's going to hand it to a new back, number eight, Nick Chittum, and he is going to be stopped, dropped in the backfield for about a three-yard loss. It's going to bring up fourth and nine. I think we're going to see a pump formation for the Bobcats. How about Mason Ball? He's got more nerve than a bum tooth. He gets in that backfield and just tears them apart. Yeah, I love the, love the aggressiveness there. You saw that Big Zero wasn't in there, so when they handed it off, uh, it was just open season, really got upfield and made the tackle. 2-0 having a big night. It's going to be deep for the Red Rebels. Will be Zeke McCoy, and looks like number 89. That's going to be Colton Faust. And in pump formation for Central, that's going to be Javiston Badgett. Another pressured kick there for Badgett, and the Rebels are just going to stay away from it, and it's going to take a Central bounce. It is going to be downed at the 20-yard line. For some reason, uh, Dante Strickland thought it had been touched by a Red Rebel, and he tried to scoop and score. 
Officials aren't impressed. Yeah, that ball hit the uh, 35-yard line, hoping that it would kick back towards the 40, just continue to roll down towards the 20. Yeah, that the Rebels will take over at uh, the 20-yard line as they'll go right to left, head toward the field house here on Jim Renfro Field. And looks like in in the controls now is Graham Coulter. So Graham Coulter makes his return with 2.55 to play here in the third quarter. Coulter's going to be in shotgun. He takes the snap, fakes the pitch. He's going to keep it. He's going to get to the right side of the formation and push the pile bin, and he's going to pick up seven-plus. They're going to give him eight yards on the, the first down run. It'll be second and two. Cut up towards the middle of the field. Number 11, Daniel Sackey makes the tackle. He just got done playing an offensive series. He's tired, Wayne. Yeah, second and two upcoming quickly. Get back to the line of scrimmage. Coulter is going to have, we're going to see, that is 93 in the backfield with him. Uh, so that is going to be Ori Vananda Walker, and he's going to he's going to give it to Ori, and Ori's going to get across the 30, get the first down and more, and he's going to be called down at the 33-yard line, and that's another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Vananda Walker careens towards the left hash marks until he's eventually taken down by Radarius Pinnell. Yeah, it looks like Price Davis gets a series off, and uh, it's nice to see that. And as I say that, I think number one, no, that's, I think that's going to be, let's see what's going to happen here. Vananda Walker is going to get it again, and he's going to go across the 35 and all that little spear job at the end of that one, no call, as Vananda Walker is going to get out to the 37. Nice pick up there. Pick up of three. It'll bring up second and seven. Yeah, Banana Walker gets taken down and looked like Jake Holbert got a late hit in there. No call, so we'll keep moving. Ori Vananda Walker is going to be to the left hip pocket. Check it right hip pocket. Now have three receivers to the right, one to the left. Coulter and shotgun takes the snap, fakes the handoff to Vananda Walker, and now he's going to deliver it. That is going to be trying to get the number there. That's going to be Eli Elkins, and it is read nicely. So he'll just pick up a couple. He'll get out to the 40-yard line, and it'll set up third and a short four. Haven't called his name a lot, but number 16, Noah Lyons, gets in there and makes the tackle on Elkins. Under a minute to play here in the third quarter. Again, Rebels lead 31 to nothing over the Knox Central Bobcats. Again, the shutout is maybe more impressive because this is a Bobcats team that scored over 50 points a week ago. Graham Coulter looks to the sideline, checks the line of scrimmage. He's going to flip Ori Vananda Walker to his left hip pocket. Two receivers to the right, stack set to the left. They're going to move in, in, in formation, Britton Barrett, and that's going to be Graham Coulter going straight ahead forward. He's going to get across the 40, cross the 42. They'll give him the 43-yard line, and that'll be, that'll be about a yard short. We'll see what they do here. Just a yard shy of that first down, Landon Hatfield makes the tackle to stop him. I think they're going to let the third quarter come to a close. No hurry to get this one off. And looks like they're just going to run this away. I, we'll see what happens on the flip side. But with as the third quarter comes to an end, the Rebels lead 31 to nothing over the Knox Central Bobcats. When we come back on the flip side, a fourth and inches upcoming for the Rebel offense. You're listening to the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week right here. Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. 
El Jimador Mexican Grill, a Blunt County tradition for 20 years. El Jimador Mexican Grill is fast, filling, and fantastic Mexican food at a fair price. Come to El Jimador Mexican Grill for daily lunch specials Monday through Saturday from 11 till 4. Dine in for a great dinner with family and friends or call ahead for takeout anytime. Open Sunday through Thursday till 10, Friday and Saturday until 1030. Your fiesta awaits at El Jimador Mexican Grill, 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville. Call 865-681-6040. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. And welcome back to the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz and Ben 31 to nothing as we head to the fourth quarter. But fourth quarter or end of third quarter stats brought to you by Cadenza. 31 to nothing's your score. But if you look at, at the individual stats or team stats, we've got 36 touches in rushing. 255 yards on the ground, 42 passing yards, so all on the ground at this point. 25 touches for 67 yards for the Central Bobcats, 39 yards through the air. Total plays for the Red Rebels, 46 for 297 through three quarters, 38 plays for 106 for the Central Bobcats. Pretty good output for your Red Rebels. Hats off to the defense. Back to action. It's going to be a first down, and he is going to put it on the turf. And they're going to say it was a live ball. First down for the Rebels turns into a first down for the Bobcats as they knock it free and turn it over. Not a not a, not a happy play there as it uh, looks like they're trying to sort this thing out. But it looks like Central's going to pop it loose and get the ball back after what, what looked to be a Graham Coulter first down run. Yeah, it could have ended up being a big play. Ball just popped up to the corner, and uh, fortunately he ran out of bounds. Again, clock did not start on that play, uh, so we'll we'll see. Uh, they're going to have to kind of work that through too, but they're going to work it down and just give us give us a few seconds to get that right. Let's jump down to hips, uh, Chris. Uh, again, what a what an emotional play there. Coulter gets the first down, and then the ball comes free. Yeah, man. At least like from this angle, Coulter had the first down easily, and then unfortunately just from behind. I couldn't catch the uh, Bobcat player, but just punched it out and unfortunately stayed in bounds for the Marable team. Yeah, just uh, an un- unfortunate sequence of events. But, again, this is when you've got to preserve the, the form, right? you got to field. Yeah, and I think especially for this defense, they were wanting to pitch this shutout. So I just saw them all huddled up. They said, don't worry about it, offense. We're going to go out here and try to make the stop and get it back for you. Get the ball back. Thanks, Hips. And again, Rebel defense back out on uh, on the field after what what presumably was a a Rebel first down, but again a fumble turned it back to Central. So Sam Myers back out there, and looks like uh, Mr. Mr. Johnson is back out there with him. Frank Johnson the fourth, the workhorse for the Rebels or for the Bobcats. But looks like I think that's going to be against Central. They, they didn't know the snap count. A few linemen jumped, and that's going to be free ones for the Red Rebels. Back up the Bobcats. Yeah, they put number six, Donovan Washington, number 11, Daniel Sackey, in motion to that left side, and that caused the jump in the middle of the line of scrimmage. Yeah, five yards backwards for the Bobcats. They now scrimmage at midfield. Myers will take the snap. He'll give it to number five or number zero, Johnson, and Johnson's going to rumble ahead forward, pick up the loss yardage, and five more. He'll pick up ten which makes a uh, makes a second and five. 
pulled the guard there, Landon Hatfield, to open up that hole for Frank Johnson. Yeah, Frank Johnson the fourth, ladies and gentlemen. He has been Central's offense tonight. Uh, really, anything positive that's happened for him have come through big number zero, and you can tell it. Uh, he's, uh, he's got his hands on his hips. It's going to be Myers for Bobcats. Uh, he'll have two receivers to the right. He'll have big number zero behind him. He's giving him the football, and Mr. Johnson, Frank Johnson's going to get wide. He's going to get free. Gets across the 30 of the Red Rebels and down inside the 20, 28, down to the 27-yard line. That'll be a first down Bobcats. Again, you can tell the Rebels are getting a little tired. And, uh, again, shot for shot, that one went to Frank Johnson. Yeah, he bounced around like a pinball from the left hash mark back to the right hash mark before Jackson Llewellyn makes the tackle. First and ten Bobcats looking for the hard count. Don't get it. And they're going to have a four-receiver set to the right side of this formation, a little bunch package, and it looks like one-on-one, number ten on the right side, Dante Strickland call that a diamond formation diamond formation they're going to flip it out to bingham bingham's going to try to get a free he's going to get straight ahead a little little jet pass as he is going to get ahead forward picks up about 14 yards on that one and under 10 to play here in the football game and they're uh they're in scoring position inside the 20 how about number 33 sawyer mcnelly going in there and just dropping a tackle yeah really had to pick up bingham there in the secondary and did his job got over there made the tackle it's going to be first down, 10 to go. Uh, they can get a first down inside the five-yard line. They'll scrimmage at the uh, at the Maryville 13-yard line. A little shotgun snap to Myers. They're going to hand it to Frank Johnson. He's going to go right into the teeth of the Rebel defense, down to the 10, and no more. He's going to get, going to get about three, three-and-a-half yards on the play. Got past the line of scrimmage, tried to get to the backers before Lucas Garman wraps his paws around him and brings him down. Before the next snap, we will be under nine to play. And Sam Myers and this Central Bobcat team just trying to get the lid off this one and get on the scoreboard. Myers stays in shotgun, looks to the sideline. He'll have two receivers to the left, and he'll move He'll move Daniel Sackey across the formation. It's going to be a lead blocker for number zero, Frank Johnson, and he's going to power ahead forward. He's going to pick up 10 and pick up a knock central touchdown, and that – is how the lead is, or that's how the, the score is broken. Frank Johnson scores on that one, and Central hits the scoreboard for the first time tonight, Ben. Stalled start run up the middle, and number 10, Nolan White, tries to stop him at the goal line. He gets in for a score. Yeah, it's, it, you know, Frank Johnson, he's worked hard. Honestly, probably earned that six points. 31 to 6 is what the Denzo scoreboard reads, and we'll see if they actually kick an extra point or if they, if they try to go for two here. Well, Coach Hunt talked about it coming out of the locker room. This is an offense that had 293 passing yards last week, and they come in this game, they got 39. So the defense has shut down that pass and forced them to use a one-dimensional Frank Johnson attack. Yeah, and Frank Johnson, he's going to be in that, that wildcat formation. He's going to hand it to the up man. He's going to hand it to number three, Javiston Badgett, and that's going to be a no-good PAT. So the Denzo scoreboard will stay at a 31-6 advantage for your Red Rebels. Let's take a break, listen to the fine sponsors, and finish this one out on the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week on 95.7 Duke FM. 
Located in Maryville, Tennessee, Huddleston Law Firm was founded in 2005 by Rob Huddleston with a mission to provide top-notch legal services to the residents of Blunt and Knox counties, as well as many surrounding counties. Huddleston Law Firm is ready to fight for you in criminal or juvenile court, simple wills and divorces, child custody and adoption matters, and domestic law services. Call Huddleston Law Firm at 865-983-5500 or go online to the Huddleston lawfirm.com. Huddleston Law Firm understands you have many options in East Tennessee for representation. They realize that fact and always appreciate your business. This is Coach Dakota Cruz. I coach linebackers and you're listening to Rebel Radio on 95.7 Duke FM. Go Rebels. And welcome back to the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. If you're just joining us, 31-6 to is your score. Rebels over the visiting Knox Central Bobcats. Bobcats just get on the scoreboard there. Their last drive, a 10-yard rumble by number zero, Frank Johnson the fourth. Really, like we talked about, they've been one-dimensional, and that dimension's been number zero, Frank Johnson the fourth. Yeah, hats off to the secondary and the backers to, to cause that problem. Yeah, a problem indeed. Maybe not for us, but they will kick away one of the first times. To, I think the second kick away tonight, and it is going to be number two. It's going to be Manu with the return. He's going to get across the 15, cross the 20, cross the 25. He's got some room, 35, 40, 45, 50, and he is going to be brought down in central territory, down at the central 45-yard line. Charlie Manu. I mean, what do you, what can you say, buddy? He just knows how to get upfield and has an, has an eye for openings. And just like last week, he gets some contact, some hard contact, and he gets faster after the contact. Most of the time, you slow down. So he gets hit twice, and he starts to speed up into open field before number 15, Corey Bingham, makes the tackle. You ever play ping pong or you ever play uh, one of the pinball machines? He bounced off one of those rubber pieces and just shot out of there. But that's a 50-yard return by Charlie Manu. Bumper, bumper. Bumper guy. Looks like it's going to be Cobble in there. Cobble's going to play action. He's going to look to uncork it. Here's the play, guys. Charlie Manu, ladies and gentlemen. Five, four, three, two, one. Touchdown, Rebels. What a, what a play. Cobble uncorks it, gets it downfield. Manu in stride, pulls it in, and coasts his way to a Rebel touchdown. Yeah, strike up the washboard and jaw harp for the faithful, buddy. He just drops back and throws that ball. Beautiful pass. Well, here's the thing. A a tired central defense had collapsed, had collapsed, had collapsed again, and they were not going to let the run happen right there. And they said, okay, play action. Everybody crashed. Cobble over the top. Manu in stride. Love the play, and the Denzo scoreboard just changed. Jamerson is going to attempt the PAT. The hold is down. The kick is up. And the kick is good. And with 8.27 to go in the football game, your Rebels now lead the Central Bobcats 38-6. You're listening to Red Rebel Radio right here on 95.7 Duke FM. Are you ready to think outside the box? If I'm talking to you, then head on down to Smoky Mountain Axe House. Conveniently located in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa, Smoky Mountain Axe House is your one-stop shop for a good time. Veteran-owned and operated and a member of the World Axe Throwing League, so when it comes to throwing axes, these guys can get you up to speed in record pace. Open to the public Thursday through Sunday and booking appointments now. Give them a call, 865-268-5872, or check them out online 
smaxes.com. That's S-M-A-X-E-S.com. Family friendly to all ages and ready to book your appointment today. Think outside the box and get your axe on. And welcome back to Rebel Radio and the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week right here on 95.7 Duke FM. Max Sayre is back out in kick formation as he's going to kick it left to right, kick towards Cedar Street to close this one out. Sayre kicks it away. It's going to go long, and it's going to be returnable about the three-yard line. Central will get it. Bingham will bring it up, and the ball is on the ground, and the Rebels turn him back. He pops it loose, and the return team takes an advantageous bounce and turns it into Red Rebel offense. Looks like the ball was coughed up to number 19, Wyatt Kaufman. Wyatt Kaufman, what a what a play there. As a really, uh, he made the most of it. Ball came free, and again, Central looks to scoop it up. And we just fall on it and take over on offense. Love that play and the aggressiveness of this return coverage team. And looks like coming out, we'll see who's at the quarterback position. It's going to be number 19 with the recovery, Wyatt Kaufman. And looks like there's going to be a stoppage in play. Maybe uh, trying to work this clock out. But let's take a timeout with them. Ali Franks, a volunteer home mortgage timeout as the Rebels turn back the Bobcats, get the football back deep in central territory. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Stevenson Tire, three generations serving Blunt and surrounding counties for over 60 years. The friendly staff at Stevenson Tire is ready to assist you and get you back on the road quickly with the most trusted tire brands in the industry. Competitive prices, tire repairs too. Expect real hometown service at Stevenson Tire. The name to trust in East Tennessee is Stevenson Tire. 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville. Online at stevensontire.net or call 865-983-1621. Monday through Friday, 7.30 till 5. Saturday, 7.30 till noon. Close Sunday. Stevenson Tire. And welcome back to the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Wyatt Kaufman got low and got the turnover. It looks like it's going to be Will Jones out there at quarterback and a fresh set of Rebels to see this one out as it's going to hand it to number 32. He's going to get wide. He's going to get free. He's going to get inside the 10-yard line down to the 8-yard line, and that's going to set up first and goal inside the Huddleston Law Firm red zone uh, right here. Uh, it's, it's a great play for number 32. That's going to be Cameron Porter. Yeah, Swifty Swifty goes back and forth on those hash marks like train tracks and gets a big yardage for the Maribel Red Rebel. Yeah, Cameron Porter, a sophomore, got the handoff from number five, Will Jones, a freshman. And Will Jones is going to take a shotgun snap. He's going to give him another shot at it across the five, four, three. Does he get in, Ben? They're going to say they're going to say he's down. They're going to say he's down at the one-yard line, but they're going to, I would say he sees it again. Cameron Porter called down at the one-yard line. Pickup of seven there on first and goal. Yeah, trying to make a cut up towards the middle of the field. Noah Lyons just buckles buckles down and makes the tackle at the goal line. I think I can call this play, Ben. Will Jones going to get the the snap, going to give the handoff. It's going to be Porter into the end zone. Touchdown, Rebels! Porter makes the cut to the end zone and raised the flag for the Red Rebels. 
three carries for Porter, three positive plays, ended in a Red Rebel touchdown, and with 6.01 to play in this one, and the Denzo scoreboard just changed. Your Rebels now lead 44-6 with Jamerson on to attempt the PAT. That's nice. That's nice reps for Porter, a 5'10", 160-pound sophomore that's just waiting his turn to see see some action for the Red Rebels. We're gonna see what's going on here. Manu into the football game, so getting another freshman an option. And Wayne, the clock starts to roll. It's been rolling for a minute. Yeah, 30 point advantage equals running clock. And looks like they're gonna go for two here with Mono Manu in at the quarterback position. They're gonna hand it off. No, they're gonna keep it. Manu's gonna keep it. He's gonna meet the first guy and he is gonna get driven back at the one yard line. Manu went full head of steam to the goal line and was pushed back. That's gonna be a no good PAT, but a full head of steam Manu tried to make that work. Yeah, great play by Manu. You got to tip your hat to Daniel Saki. He's played tough football for the last four quarters of football. Yeah, it's going to be really good there. What, what happened? What happened? They called back the Porter touchdown, and that was not an extra point attempt. That was a, a second and goal for that one. And then here we go, here we go. We're going to see them hand it to Vananda Walker. And Ori Vananda Walker does make the scoreboard change, ladies and gentlemen. Touchdown, Rebels. Tech on the points. Nice run by Vananda Walker. 93, number 93, Ori Vananda Walker uh, with the touchdown. And sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we thought we were going for two to just extend this thing. And they must have quickly marked that one off. Now Jamerson will be on to, for the attempt of PAT. Culture to hold. And the, the Red Rebel marching band will play the fight song as the PAT is up and good. The Denzo scoreboard now reads 45-6 to six in favor of your Red Rebels. Let's take a break. Listen to a great sponsor. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Yep, it's that time once again. It's football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a like-new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley at Twin City Certified in Miraville be the choice. Over 600 pre-owns to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600. Or click TwinCityCertified.com. Twin City Certified in Miraville. It's the quality. Quality you deserve. to Rebel Radio and the Junk Be Gone game of the week with 4.53 to go in this one. I got some explaining to do. What just happened on the field was a, it was a Porter touchdown that was called back on a offsides or for a receiver, a, a false start on the receiver, backed it up to the five, but quickly, and the score never came off the scoreboard. So, therefore, we accessed that it was an extra point attempt by Manu. So, that's where we got lost in translation. So, finally got it. Ori Vananda Walker gets the touchdown. Now we're all whole. 45-6 to six oh. is the score. A bounce touched a central Bobcat, and the Rebels take over. 
What a sequence of events as Sayre does the coffin kick to try to just put the Bobcats behind, and it bounces off a Bobcat and into the hands of the Red Rebels. What's the call here? Previous drive was five plays, 20 yards, 226 time of possession. And looks like they're they're not allowing us to advance it, so I'm not sure the, the call for that. But the, we're going to get first and 10 for the Red Rebels inside the central 35-yard line down to the central 34. How about this special teams unit? What about them? Three receivers to the left, one to the right. That's going to be Will Jones in shotgun formation. He's going to flip it to 39. He's going to get wide. He's going to get to the 30, inside the 25-20, and he's going to push himself and a central Bobcat out of bounds inside the 20 down to the 17-yard line. That's going to be number 39, another freshman, Will Young. How about number 17 out there in the flat making a nice block to open up that lane to the Bobcat sideline? Yeah, down to the Bobcat 17-yard line inside the Huddleston Red Zone, Huddleston Law Firm Red Zone, and now a new quarterback as Manu is going to check into this one. Thomas Manu in at quarterback. It looks like they're going to run two receivers to the right, one to the left. Manu will have uh, the freshman in the backfield. He's going to hand it to 39. He's going to get wide. He's going to try to get free. He's going to miss the first guy, stutter step, and he's going to get down to the central 15-yard line. That's going to be Will Young. Again, a thir- number 39, a freshman defensive back running back. Gets the ball outside near the Marable sidelines. Number six, Donovan Washington makes the tackle. Looks like looks like Will Jones will check back in. Little dosey do with the freshman quarterbacks, getting them some varsity minutes. I think checks back in. He gets the play, <laughs> and Coach Hunt tells him to go for it. Just play the play. He's going to break the huddle under 10 seconds on the play clock. Two receivers to the left, one to the right, and he's going to have Young to his right hip pocket. Will Jones takes the shotgun snap. He's going to fake that. No, he's going to give the handoff to Young, and he is going to get chucked in the backfield back to the 20-yard line. They're going to say he didn't have his face mask, but he didn't. He had his chin strap. Yeah, Rodarius Pinnell gets in the backfield. A lot of hands up there around the neck, but no flag on the play. Clock continues to run. Again, a, a 39-point advantage for the Red Rebels, 45-6 over Central. And that means running clock here to finish this one out. 2.42 to play in the football game. It's going to be Manu, Thomas Manu, back in at quarterback. But they're going to keep the same running back, Mr. Young, Will Young, in at quarterback. Or in at running back. Manu will be in shotgun. He'll take the shotgun snap. He'll hand it to the running back, 26. That's Darren Lay. And Darren Lay, no, ladies and gentlemen, he's going to pitch it. And it's going to go to Grayson Myers, and he's going to get in for the score. Grayson Myers changes the scoreboard. Touchdown, Rebels. That's becoming a staple play for Manu. Just a five-yard quick slant towards the middle of the end zone. Nice pass and catch. Touchdown, Red Rebels. Yeah, number 18, Grayson Myers. He's a 130-pound he's a sophomore, and he gets out in the flat. Manu delivers a bullet, and he gets into the end zone for six. Touchdown, Red Rebels. And the Denzo scoreboard changes again. And looks like Jamerson will attempt the PAT. It is up and doing, and just like that, your Denzo scoreboard now reads your Rebels 52, the Bobcats 6. You're listening to Rebel Radio 95.7, Duke FM. 
If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executives, and they can help with all your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. The Dwight Price Group. Call 888-SOLD, which is 865-888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The Dwight Price Group, the right home with the right price. And welcome back to Rebel Radio on the Junk Be Gone Game of the Week. As the Rebels continue to score 52-6 to on the Denzo scoreboard. And, Ben, uh, it's just been a night of, of a lot of success by a lot of different Red Rebels. And just a, what a performance offensively and defensively uh, to just really dominate this Knox Central Bunce that, again, a week ago scored 53 points against Knox Fulton. Yeah, the Bobcats are getting wore down physically. You had a lot of guys playing both sides of the ball. And just like that, another coffin kick by Sir, and it's going to be taken down at the at the at the Bobcat 43-yard line. That's where Central will take over first and ten. A little run up and scoop by number 16. It's going to be Noah Lyons by Central, and they they just they're no longer running off the field, Ben. They're 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 tired. War down. Previous drive is four plays, 34 yards, two minutes, 33 second time of possession. Yeah, great delivery by Manu. Again, number 18 with the touchdown for the Red Rebels. Just uh, just spreading the ball around, getting a lot of good minutes for a lot of people. Grayson Myers, 5'8", 130-pound sophomore, touchdown here in week number two. And it looks like Central will bring in a new quarterback. That's going to be 18. He's going to hand off to the up man, and he is going to pile ahead forward near midfield. Nice pickup as they're going to pick up they're going to pick up about seven yards there on first down, be second and three. Just tries to run up the middle of the field, gets taken down by number 23, Jackson Rutledge, and number 33, Sawyer McNally. Yeah, freshman quarterback in now, Caden Long for Central. Looks like that's the white flag, and number eight with the carry, Nick Chittum, the sophomore, and he's going to be dropped for a loss. He'll get a two-yard loss. It'll bring up third, third and about five. How about number 69 there, Nicholas Foster, just picks him up, body slams him. Under a minute to play here in this one, 52 to six. Your score. Rebels looking to keep this uh, keep this near shutout intact. Uh, only one uh, touchdown late. Correction, that was number 68, Peyton Cromwell, who made that tackle. Yeah, a lot of new faces in for the Red Rebels, and they're going to hand it off yet again. That's going to go to number eight, Chittum again, and he's going to get to the line of scrimmage a little bit more, but not much. He'll get back to midfield. It'll bring up should be fourth and three. Number zero, Cohen Babley gets in the backfield, makes a nice tackle. And we're going to see if that might be the call as uh, Craney is looking out there. I don't think he wants to kick this one away, and he's just telling his guys to come to him. I think he's going to call this one a day as there's 12 seconds to go on the clock and winding, and the Red Rebels will walk toward their sideline to line it up to shake hands. This has been a good one, a good physical battle. The heat has played a part, but the Red Rebels have come out victorious. As the clock hits zeros, it reads Rebels 52, the visiting Knox Central Bobcats 6. Let's take a break. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, the Dickens Turf and Landscape Supply postgame show and the naming of the Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game. You're listening to Rebel Radio on 95.7 Duke FM. 
you can get a kitchen tune-up in just days, not weeks, with Kitchen Tune-Up. Locally and family-owned Kitchen Tune-Up can update your kitchen with cabinet refacing, painting, new countertops, and backsplash, even a full custom kitchen makeover. The skilled craftsman of Kitchen Tune-Up can transform your outdated kitchen in days, not weeks. Choose American-made cabinetry and accessories, or save time and money with cabinet refacing, remodeling your expectations in days, not weeks. Learn more at kitchentuneup.com. Kitchen Tune-Up is a proud sponsor of Maryville High School Football. Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage in Maryville. And folks, it's finally fall. That means cooler temperatures, shorter days, high school football, and pumpkin-spiced mortgages and refis from Volunteer Home Mortgage. Rates are still at historic lows, and buying or refinancing now could lock in the lowest rates in decades. Call me and let's see how we can save you some money. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500, 865-238-7500, or text VOLUNTEER to 33655, NMLS 1641325. Denzo loves to cheer on their team, and now Denzo is adding even more team members. Immediate production and warehouse openings on second and third shifts. Pay starts at more than $19 an hour, depending on shift. Denso has off-shift maintenance openings with experience-based hourly pay, as well as professional and leadership openings, competitive pay, paid holidays and vacation, 401k, health insurance, on-site Denso-only doctor, pharmacy, and workout facility. Learn more at DensoCareers.com slash Maryville. D-E-N-S-O Careers.com slash Maryville. Get in the game. Join the Denso team at DensoCareers.com slash Maryville and start crafting your future today. It's time to recap the game on the Dickens Landscape Supply Post Game Show. A full game recap, final stats, and updates from games around the area. One, two, three! Oh, yeah, and naming the Smoky Mountain Axe House Player of the Game. I know who gets my vote. And welcome in to the Dickens Turf and Landscape Supply postgame show. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Ben Metz as your Rebels are victorious here at home over the Knox Central Bobcats, 52-6, to your final score. What an exciting night here, Ben, as we've really uh, just had an explosive night on offense, but near shutout on defense, just a late touchdown by Central by their workhorse, Frank Johnson IV. Yeah, we had some big plays on special teams and defense tonight, just a lot of fireworks going on on all three phases of the game. Yeah, final score or or final statistical update uh, brought to you by Cadenza European Auto Service. End of quarter stats, end of game stats here. Uh, Again, 52-6 to is what you see on the scoreboard. You'll see that all weekend. Uh, But the tail of the tape, 20 first downs for the Rebels, 10 for Knox Central. Rushing category, 45 touches for 301 for the Red Rebels, 32 touches for 115 for Knox Central. Passing yards, 107, but again, a lot of those late in some long shot situations, 53 passing yards for the Knox Central Bobcats. Total plays, 57 plays for the Red Rebels, 408 total yardage, 46 total plays for Knox Central, 
for 168 yards. Individual stats, Price Davis leads the team in rushing 16 touches, 110 yards, three touchdowns. Strong vote there for your Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game. But efficiency-wise, Casey Cobble, just a, a general, a field general on there, a junior that really waited his time and got in there, and he made the most of it tonight. Really a big piece. He was the second leading rusher, five yards away from the century mark with 13 rushes, but really efficient in the pass game. Receiving-wise, Charlie Manu leads the, the receivers two catches, 61 yards and a touchdown, but that 45 yard shot is what really broke this thing wide wide open but uh for for the Knox central bobcats frank johnson the fourth really most of their offense 23 touches 94 yards in the lone touchdown Corey bingham four catches for 35 yards yeah wayne the stats that really stick out to me from ken main the colonel of uh, calculus <laughs> you know you look at you look at the rushing yardage for price davis he stepped up we said next man up he gets that 110 yards and then the stat on the opposite side of the ball with Central was the 53 passing yards. This is two senior quarterbacks, and not to mention Dante Strickland, that were completely shut down. Play. How about that pick and score by Caleb Reeves, the blindside yeah. bandit? Yeah, Caleb Reeves honestly is getting a solid vote for player of the game because he he's another one to throw in the mix there. He's been solid the last two weeks, really really been solid anytime he's in the football game. But you talk about those 53 passing yards, you break that down, two of those catches uh, went to uh, Bingham and Strickland, 14 and 13 apiece. So really, outside of two catches, shut down is an understatement. So great, great defense downfield by the defensive backs there, but ultimately kept everything in front of them, pushed them to the middle of the field, and let the linebackers go eat. Yeah, Strickland had 149 yards in the first half and three touchdowns against Fulton. Completely shut down by this secondary. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, that's that's a huge piece there. Let's look at uh, scores from around the area. A big one here, Shockwaves. If you felt it in the in your feet, it's probably true. Center Grove High School has defeated the Oakland Patriots 28-10. to uh, Last update, a fourth quarter score. The Bearden Bulldogs do lead the Alcoa Tornadoes 13-10. to That's late in the fourth quarter. Uh, Science Hill last update, that's a 17-10 Hilltoppers advantage over Anderson County. Uh, Powell is on top of Farragut, 14-7 last update, which was a second quarter score. Uh, South Dole on top of Heritage, 20-14, that's a third quarter score. And William Blunt, maybe make it a twofer as they're on top of Carnes all over the Beavers, 35-7. So those are some score updates. We'll keep an eye on that Bearden-Alcoa game as there's still time to be played in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that one was pretty close. It was 10-6 to in the third quarter, so they've had some movement going into the fourth. Absolutely. Let's recognize our sponsors, and then we're going to take a quick break and set up for the Smoky Mountain Axe House Player of the Game. Again, Junk Be Gone, the Game of the Week sponsor, a great one here, new for 23. Stevenson Tire, Cutty Knuckles of Keller Williams, Barnett Roofing, Kitchen Tune-Up, Dickens Turf and Landscape Supply, Dwight Price of Realty Executives, Twin City Certified in Maryville, El Himidor, the Huddleston Law Firm, Lee Franks of Volunteer Home Mortgage, Smoky Mountain Axe House, Denzo Manufacturing, Delosier Auction Company, Cadunza European Auto Service, Food City, Underground Connections, Inc., and Pokies and Sports. 
REO Cheese Wagon brought us the food this this week. What a what a great group of sponsors we've got here in 23. Yeah, we couldn't put this on without great sponsors, Wayne. Absolutely. Let's take our final break of the night, listen to some great sponsors. When we come back, we'll have the Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game and talk to him about this huge win, 52-6, over the Knox Central Bobcats. You're listening to the Dickens Turf and Landscape Supply postgame show right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. Pokies and Sports invites you to stop by their store to check out their amazing selection of school spirit gear. Need trophies, awards, or plaques for your team or business? Pokies has it all. Everything from sporting goods to screen printing, monogramming to laser engraving, and even letter jackets. Pokies represents all local schools with their selection and can create a personalized design. Since 1995, the Tinker family has been happily serving our local area with all its school spirit needs. Check out Pokies online at pokies.net or give them a call at 865-984. And don't forget, when you leave Pokies, to check out the Village Tinker just a short walk down Broadway for unique gifts and home goods. You'll be glad you did. Go Rebels! Are you facing the challenge of burying piping, wires, or conduits underground? Here's the game changer, Underground Connection. The underground drilling and boring experts since 2005. They do directional boring, the method of choice when traditional trenching isn't feasible or when you desire minimal surface disturbance. Your go-to team for all commercial and residential underground drilling work, including rock, is Underground Connection. Fully licensed, insured, and proudly TDOT and GAS approved. Call now, 865 865- 406-4127. Don't let traditional trenching hold you back. Call 865-406-4127. You'll be glad you did. Coach Barnes, is that dry shampoo? Listen, Coach Harper, you know as well as anybody that every minute we coaches can save is a precious minute we get to spend at home. Is that why you bring this desk out onto the practice court? Well, not exactly, but it is why I love using go-kart curbside pickup at Food City. I order my groceries online, grab them on the way home without even leaving the car. Hey, my order ready? Gotta run. Hey, Coach, mind if I borrow your computer? Food City, the official supermarket of the Vols. Delosier Realty and Auction asks, should I have an estate sale? Trying to settle your parents' or grandparents' estate, you might wonder about selling their house, land, furniture, and vehicles. Many people trust Delosier Realty and Auction to hold an estate sale. Less stress, better results, from organizing to marketing to the actual auction to cleanup and closing. Just give Delosier the keys and they'll take care of the rest. Learn more at DelosierAuctions.com or call 865-681-7797. Delosier Realty and auction in Maryville. Dickens Turf and Landscape Supply with all the tools and equipment you could ever need for your lawn care. It's time to aerate and seed for fall and their staff has the knowledge to get you the right products for your lawn including proven turf grass technologies, tall fescue blend, custom organic blends and more. And don't forget that fall fertilizer. When it comes time to cut that new lawn, Dickens Supply has the top brands you can trust including the grass-fed bulls of Toro and Ferris commercial mowers. Use what the pros Use. Shop Dickens Turf and Landscape Supply in Knoxville and Maryville online at DickensSupply.com. And welcome back into the Dickens Turf and Landscape post-game show right here on Rebel Radio 95.7 Duke FM. We're trying to wrangle up our, our Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a question. We had a, a couple different. We had people that we had in the the voting, 
right? But there's only one guy that, that stepped in for, for arguably the face of this football team and really didn't blink all night long. Number one, Price Davis. You, you just can't he, – he didn't have a, a bad night anywhere. He, he came in, played very hard football, played on one side of the football, but really uh, when his number was called, didn't flinch. He and Casey Cobble took this thing and really did what he had to do to get this get this thing right. And so he's going to meet us up here in just a minute to talk about this, uh, this great victory for the Red Rebels and ultimately him being the Smoky Mountain Axe House player of the game. What a definite what – a, what a great job to step up. Oh, absolutely, is. absolutely. He's he's checking into the uh, to the press box here. We'll let him get set up. Uh, try to get him some headphones on, and then ultimately uh, we'll, we'll talk to Price. But uh, what a game! Like I said, just stepped in, uh, led the team in rushing, and and just really had a nice night. Uh, Price, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. All right, let's get it a little closer. Uh, Price, you had a great game. I don't think I've got to be the one to tell you that. Yeah. Your teammates have probably done a great job of that, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Huge night. Stepped in for Gage. First start on the varsity level. You didn't. You didn't blink. Uh, you led the team in rushing. Had three touchdowns. Sixteen touches. Hundred and ten yards. Uh, just a man child out there. How'd it feel tonight? Uh, it was really exciting. I give uh, all my credit though to the offensive line. They they really pulled through on this one. Well, they, they did a great job. Had some guys get dinged up. Guys stepped in and really just kept the kept the motor running. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, uh, your twitch, your little one-step moves, down here in this end zone, you were dead to rights in front of a linebacker, and you just you just moved the mountain. You just came over and, and scored. What what'd that feel like? What makes you so twitchy like that? Um, I work a lot uh, in the offseason on, uh, on my moves. You do have <laughs> moves. I'll give you moves. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah. Ben, you got anything? Hey, I'll tell you what. You ran the ball great tonight, but I was also watching you block. You were laying the wood on some of these defenders tonight and opening up some holes for your guys. So, talk a little bit about that. Do you enjoy that aspect of the game more so than running, or do you enjoy running more than blocking? Or just talk a little bit about that. Um, I think they're both fun. Uh, blocking. Uh, sometimes I'm not the biggest guy out there, but I just try to go in with the mindset that I'm going to knock them down. Well, and most times you do. I'll say physicality, at pound for pound, you and Casey are really in, in, in the, the running for pound for pound, the most physical player on the football field. But tonight, again, after Gage's injury, you stepped in at Heritage, did a great job. But this, this week, the team was – it was yours. It's the running back position is now is now Price Davis's position. Uh, starting lineup, names in there printed. So uh, how does that feel? And then ultimately, uh, you're seizing that opportunity. Congratulations for that. But uh, you've you've led your way. Sixteen uh, carries, one hundred and ten yards, three touchdowns. Any one of those stick out to you? Which one was your favorite? Uh, I like the first one. It was really exciting. I think it got uh, everyone going. I think I think it really it was one of those early on. It's kind of similar to Heritage. The mm-hmm. first early going of the game was kind of nip tuck. Both teams had some good schemed plays, mm-hmm. uh, but then second quarter a little bit more momentum, and then third and fourth quarter the young guys come in, and there's a. It's just an onslaught. Fifty plus points, two games in a row to open the season. Offensively, you got to be happy for yes, your football very team. Very happy. 
Uh, but but one of the things about being the, the player of the game is you get to help us close it out. Uh, we do a little sign-off, and then at the end I'm going to say, Go Rebels, and then you guys just repeat it as loud as you can, Go Rebels. How about that? Okay. All right, so the Red Rebels have tamed the Bobcats, sending them back to Knoxville undefeated no more, and that means a big Red Rebel victory. Rebels improved to 2-0. The Bobcats of Knox Central High School fall to 1-1. Final score for Maryville High School, the Red Rebels 52, Knox Central 6. As we look to finish up tonight's broadcast, let's take some time to thank all that makes this broadcast possible. Thanks to the great administration at Maryville High School, Athletic Director Landon Harris. Thanks to all the sponsors you've heard in and out of the breaks. And thanks to the numerical nightmare, Mr. Ken Main, for the up-to-minute stats each and every week. A special thanks to Miss Laura back at the studio for getting us in and out of the breaks all night long. But for Ben Metz, Chris Hips, and Price Davis, I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you've listened to Rebel Radio. If you're leaving the stadium or on the road home, take care, be safe, and yes, go Rebels. Go Go Rebels! Rebels!